All right, Sean, can you hear me? Okay, so see this little pad right here? You got to eat that. Yep. It basically has to be touching your face at some point. Yep. I've heard enough of these things. Oh, there we go. Nailed it. Yeah. I forget to give people instructions anymore, Gage. Well, and then you got Ryan Peters over there, like, way too relaxed, like, halfway in the other room. Yeah. Well, people talk like this, and they think they're fine, and it's like, no, you're not. You're, right. not, you're not good. You got to right. get up in there. Got to be, be like singers. Yeah. All up in the grill. And move it wherever yeah. you want, you know. Freedom. 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 I was just thinking the same thing. Nice. <laughs> Intro. Drew, why didn't you put your sticker on your own headphones? Uh, well, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I think Chris, well, I don't know. Don't you start blaming me. That's where I was sitting, so that's where I put them. I was going to, I put them on the opposite side that yours was on, but then Chris took Mike, the one off. Mike, you were on a hiatus for a while. I was. I was going to like, I'm not coming to these. Missing in action. Sorry, boys. And here, Gage and I are plowing through. Plowing. Dusty's missed a fair amount of time as well. Yeah, but Dusty has kids. Yeah. <laughs> We're cooking one. <laughs> You've shown up more <laughs> since you started cooking one. Thanks, Scooter. Hey, congrats, Mike. Thank you. Great, some both. Congrats to both of you. I was gonna announce it after our intro, but oh. do whatever you fucking want. Sorry. Yeah. Mike does what he wants. Um, intro song. You guys gonna rock paper scissors? Okay. Take it away, Sean. All right, uh, Sean. I had a few, but I've heard a couple that you've already put on there, so let's do one that I think would kind of fit. Or do you want to go one with along the lines of what tonight's about? <laughs> <laughs> I give you too many options. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do uh, Circus by uh, Five Finger Death Punch. I like nope. That. I hate Five Finger Death what? Punch. What? Out. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. What? You better that's do a, it. That's just a good song. Okay. Do uh, We Are the Champions by Queen. That's there it is. One. Okay. I like that one. That fits, actually. Classic. That's my, I'm just saying. My kids run a big Queen kick, and I'm like, what the Do you think I turned my Bluetooth on? I know these guys are. Oh, I did. Time after time, I've done my champions, my friends, my friends. Coming to you live from the MX Connection Studio, it's the Flat Tire Factory Podcast. Buckle up. Gage, we're going to get so many names show. today. Here are your hosts. Gage Molman, Mike Neal, Here. Dusty Gardner, Ooh. producer Blake, Drew and Chris Sudo. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, Sean Deom is a champion at Vet Nationals. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All the way over in uh, California, Glen yeah. Helen. We're going to get into that, and I think we'll call um, Zach when we do get into that, because he was there, too. Absolutely. Um, we should try to call Mike, too. Mike's right here. Mike Lafferty. Oh. <laughs> He'd probably answer. Uh, Mike would love to be on this. He listens. Him and Ernest, I think, listen to every, every single... I think it's... Okay, a couple announcements. One... If you want to be on the podcast, like, you should ask, not, not to be a dick, but, like, you should ask me. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, I'm the one that, like, sets it up. Me Schedules and, it. Yeah. Drew and I, for the most part. Drew kind of reminds me, and then I'm like, okay, we're going to do it. But, like, like, people come up and be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah wants to do this. I'm like, well, they should fucking tell me. <laughs> I, yeah. I did throw you a little subtle hint. You know, I was like, if you ever need anybody to come on the podcast, you know. I was just That's good. Of, and now you're here. Finally. Told the right person. Right. Um, episode like 31. Years. Couple announcements. It's episode 31 even? 
No shit. Yeah, it is. Nice, Nuh-uh. dude. That's yeah. awesome. Dude, that's awesome. Chris probably doesn't know it, but that's that's Sean's that's number. number. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know why that's my number? No, let's hear it. I like this. So that's my daughter's birthday. She's a Halloween baby. Oh, nice. So oh, I ran nice. 31, and then, of course, it fits with the orange and black being Halloween. There so you go. It all just kind of oh, goes together. Yeah. Did you know episode uh, 28 was Ryan Peters, and I labeled it 528? Yeah, I did. I, did I caught that. that. That was cool. Yeah. 30 was Donovan. I got two messages on that. Like, oh, um, yeah, 30 was Donovan. 30 was Donovan. I got two messages. It was like, you fucked it up. It says 528. It's all messed up. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me do these sponsors. And then I have a couple announcements before we get started. Once my laptop turns on. Episode 31, sponsored by MX Connection. Gage, what's up? How's it going, guys? Welcome back. Yep. Hasn't absolutely. missed one yet. Nope. Gold standard cab tree, custom residential and commercial cabinets, include garage cabinets, closet systems, kitchen cabinets, reception desks, and more. They use local Black Hills products and materials. That's Zach. We'll talk to him later. 605-223-1633 or email sales at goldenstandardcabs.com. Wasi Customs, Joel Wasserberg side gigs, taking boring stock, boring stock, shitty looking Suzuki's and making them stand out. Oh, I got a Suzuki for you question for you easy, later, Mike. Easy, and my Suzuki stands out, by the way. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, kids, cool shit isn't cheap, and cheap shit isn't cool. Uh, check them out, Facebook, Instagram, at Wasi Customs. Cobra Town, Torres Motorsports, your Cobra, Race Tech, Pro Circuit, W Wheels, VP Fuel, Riot Engineering, Troy Lee Designs, T-Rex Throttles out of Miles City, Montana. Give Clint a call, 406-852-3858. I see he's got some new get ignitions in stock, so call him up. Dusty, you have one of those. Mm-hmm. Dusty, you have his bike. I do. Oh, I do. Jealous. Thing's a, that thing is a piss missile. Yeah. He looks good on it, too. Uh, dude. <laughs> he had, were you, did you have red boots on when you out there the other day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Some brand new Alpine Stars. Damn. I think it looks good. better than Clint on it, and Clint made it look good. Yeah. Jonah Kelly with Dean Kelly Construction. That's three generations of new construction homes, remodels, and septics. Call Jonah at 605-415-0240. Or check them out on Facebook at Dean Kelly Construction. Start a collective. Red gloves out. Yeah, they look good, too. That'd go good with your kit, Dusty. I thought about it. I thought you were supposed to whisper that. Not a collective. (laughs) Um, If you want a pair, Dusty, go to staticcollective.com. Where? Staticcollective.com. Ford GMX in our motocross. Uh, second race tomorrow. Mike will be announcing. I'll be hanging out with him. Uh, Deadwood Moto and White Open Brew. Go to whiteopenbrew.com. Get yourself a glove, some coffee. Uh, new version out. Nine to fivers. That is version seven, I believe. Yep. So go check them out. Whiteopenbrew.com. And photos by Mina. Freelance photographer based out of Michigan. Traveling throughout Michigan and surrounding states. She specializes in... Dynamic and moody photography, including motocross, horse, automotive, and smoke grenade. Hit her up on Instagram. Photos by Mina underscore MI in Michigan. Thank you, Mina, for coming on board. Announcements. One, Mike, Scoots. Is it okay if I call you Scoots? Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you, man. We're super excited. You guys are expecting, and that's awesome. Can't wait. Two, last episode, um, I got called a dick multiple times for interrupting Gage. And that was... That was on purpose. (laughs) When I was listening to it, dude, I was just laughing every time you did it because I could tell it was on purpose. Um, some people could not. A lot of people could not. <laughs> One of them was Kelso, and she's like, you need to go listen to it. It sounds like ass. So I thought it was funny. That was all on purpose. Yep. Poor Nick. Jeez, I didn't think it was that bad. Someone told me about it, and I was like, 
Yeah, I don't know. These oh, guys all get along together just fine. I'm I was like, oh, doing it a cool. lot. Yeah. He would be like <laughs> freaking a sentence and a half in. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I think it was like five or six times you did it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I thought it was super obvious, though. I'm surprised. I don't and know. Some people caught on right away and super like, well, that's just Chris cutting Gage off. Kind of <laughs> need to know the backstory on that one. Was it obvious to us because we knew about it? I guess. Yeah. Oh, you guys all knew about it? Like Gage 2 or what? Mm-hmm. It was Gage's idea. Oh, right. nice. Yeah. I didn't know it was staged, but I knew you were doing it on purpose. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all I have for announcements. Perfect. Um, What should we talk about today? Last race a little bit. I'm going to do that indoors. We'll do some vet nationals because that's cool as shit. How about uh, happy Veterans Day and thanks, Sean, for oh, your service. Man. Hey, guys. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yeah, there you sure. go. Thank you, Sean. Um, what else we have? I don't care about Paris. This is America. Yeah. I think we should talk about Ken Rocks in a little bit. Tomac's going to win Paris anyway. Yeah. Over. He that should it? win. I mean, there has to be something kind of crazy to happen for him not to. Marvin's looking pretty good, though. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Uh, I th- you would think Tomac's still going to win it. It'll yeah. be his first race on a 23, though, so he may be a little off. Yeah, but new 23, pretty- everyone says, is really good, though. Yeah, and he's been looking really comfortable. I think he's just on a groove right now. Yeah, it's going to flow. Yeah, um, matured. Fourth announcement: Our DoorDash is on its way. Nice, cool. <laughs> Speaking of Paris, though, I wish uh, American Supercross had Super Pole. I think that'd be super awesome to watch. Yeah, that's cool. Do you know what that is? Chris? No, can you explain it to me? Super Pole. So they like right now in the World Supercross, they take the top ten fastest qualifiers in the 450 class, and then they let them do a one lap sprint. And whoever's fastest lap out of that one lap sprint obviously gets first gate pick of the main event and so on down. But it would be sweet to just watch that one guy. Everything he's got as fast as he can go for one lap. They're by themselves? Yeah, there's nobody else on the track. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, I like Super Pole. I think that'd be sweet if they integrated that into Supercross. Yeah, that would be cool. That's how Ken Roxton got it last time, right? Because I saw him. He didn't get first gate pick because he was on it. Yeah, I think he won Super Pole. Yep. You would think he would win that a lot if they had it. I think Tomac won it in Cardiff, and then um, Roxon won it in Australia. Yep, yep. They showed him earlier, too. He's on a Honda again, but they're talking about him coming back to Hep Suzuki. Hep, possibly. There's been videos of him on a Yamaha. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't know if that's at club. I can't tell. Just goes to show you that Kenny's not scared to kick it. (laughs) No. No, He used to to ride on Suzuki, though, right? Yeah, dude, he won a title on Suzuki. that's right. Yep. He he knows. Do you want a Suzuki question now? Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not really for you. It's kind of for everybody, but I know everybody's answer because of the premise we've said at this podcast that we do not tolerate kickstart bikes. <laughs> <laughs> but what's a new dirt bike cost you before you put anything on it? Let's just say you average. Could, you, you could probably get one out the door at $6,000. No, no, not a Suzuki. Like everybody else. A 450? Oh, like 12. 450, brand new. Yeah. 12, like 12, 12, right? Yeah, around 10 the, to 12. For the top ones, yeah. yeah. So... If you did some looking, you could probably get a Suzuki out the door, a new one, for five, right? That's what yeah, you paid? five, six, somewhere right around there. Okay, we'll call it five. Because I think that's what you paid, right? Yeah, but it was a carryover, wasn't it? It was. Still a new bike. Two-year-old bike, but it well, was. Well, it's a 2018, no matter what year you buy. Mm-hmm. So okay. what does a Suzuki with $7,000 in parts look like? My bike. Oh, seven, not 7,000. I'm 7,000 total. Because like, five plus bike. seven is 12. Yeah. So a Suzuki, you paid five. Everybody yes. else paid twelve. So you add seven. 
What does seven grand in parts look like? It yes. still doesn't have electric start, though. <laughs> I understand, Gage. <laughs> Gage, it's still a tank. You read an 09 YZ252 stroke. I know. Off with I know. Kickstart. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're looking for the electric start, you're not going to get that. You're still like, I can get that. Yeah. I understand, but like. Starting my dirt still. bike has never stopped me from riding it. I've been able to kick it every time. Yeah. And. The amount of performance mods you could do, suspension setup, all all the things, you know. And you'd yeah. still be cheaper than like KTM or any of those guys. Yeah, because you could so. probably you could probably pick up like some version of a kit for what five maybe. I, I'd still buy a fucking KTM over that. Yeah. <laughs> still doesn't oh. make it better than KTM. It you just makes it close. You seen RM Army the other day? Like it looks good on the track, and I can ride it just fine, no problems. I hate to admit this, but the noises that come out of that thing. Are crisp. It's just that raw, untamed power, buddy. That thing yeah, with the dent in the pipe and all. <laughs> yeah. Surprised all that power hasn't pushed that dent back out, but whatever. <laughs> when we start talking about well vets, remind me about that suspension. That what you just said. I'll I'll, I'll key you guys into something that okay. I saw there. It was a trip. You'd be like, what? No way. It's cool. So we're out on five thousand dollar bike with seven thousand. Yeah. I don't know why on. you even considered that? I'm all ever. In, dude. <laughs> well, I knew you were in, Mike. Gage. And I raced Suzuki's before they were the cheap bike. Like, you got to think, Suzuki was the first one to come out with fuel injection. So we paved the fucking road for that. Yeah. You're welcome. This is me stealing this from Gypsy Tales, but um, they should market it as a budget bike. If they're yeah. not going to change it, you should be like, okay, well, they're five grand. Yeah, there you go. You still get a decent dirt bike that handles well. It's proven, right? Five Rock's, grand. Rock's going to win a title on it well, this, this winter. And really, uh, at the at the local level... If you're a B rider or below, the bike isn't gonna make the difference. Yeah, B or below, Mike. Yeah, that Suzuki's <laughs> never stopped me from jumping anything. I didn't want to jump. No, but <laughs> but I'm saying at the local level, the bike once you get it set up to your, you know, weight and kind of you'll get used to as the way the bike performs. I don't know if that's gonna be the deciding factor of you passing the next guy or not. Right. I feel like the fastest I ever was was on an 04 RM252 stroke, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go down the Suzuki rabbit hole. But I was just thinking seven grand's a lot of parts. It's a lot of parts. Yeah. Like a lot of good parts. I mean, that's an extra wheel set. A yeah. lot of, think how much gas and tires you could spend yeah. with look seven at, grand. Look at all that free seat time. Yeah. It's a wheel set, bars, couple, clamps. A couple rebuilds. Handlebars, yeah. 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 But where does it get you? Not well, far. What about privateers when they're running them? Like, say, when... Wasn't Pike? He was running Suzuki's. What was he invested in his Suzuki's when he was running before he got picked up? Yeah. What do you think his bikes were running? Yeah, I don't know. More I than don't that, know. yeah. I mean, probably. I don't know how much. But if you're a privateer, you're you're looking at that idea really hard, you Absolutely. know, because they they all take them. They all put high compression pistons in them. I'm sure pipe mapping, suspension, the whole nine. And you're doing all that anyway. Sure. Why wouldn't you start with a cheaper platform? Yeah, absolutely. It's not like it's like cheaper built. You know what I mean? Like they're still great bikes. They still do everything just fine. Oh, the only thing I could think of would be parts. They, they do get harder to start the more you do to them, though. Like compression pistons, the you know cam separation. On, but on all bikes do. All bikes get harder to start. You just yeah. have, You just have to hold your button longer. We gotta kick it a couple more times. <laughs> yeah. Fucking whatever. Oh my thumb cramp. Because people are always like, <laughs> you know, why couldn't he get his bike started? It's like, well, you don't understand. It's not. It's not a normal bike that you buy off the showroom. Like those right. start easy. But once you start doing those mods, they're not going to start as easy. Like it's 
I mean, watch any old Supercross or motocross, you know. Yeah, like when four strokes first came out, if a guy went down first corner or they're, like in a corner and the bike done. was done. <laughs> done. Done. It's like the remember the one fifties back in the day? Yeah. You get those things piping hot, dude, never gonna start again. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Don't fall over and let go of the clutch ever. <laughs> Just keep your hand on the throttle, keep it running. Okay, Gage. So you get brand new four fifty, any brand but Suzuki. Or Suzuki with seven grand. Which one are you picking? Well, at this stage, I'd definitely go with a Suzuki, but... That's one yes. Sean? Mm, that's tough. You get to pick your parts, right? You get a $7,000 yep. parts you get, budget. You get to throw it at that bike. You get a Suzuki and 2018. If you, if you can't make that bike work for you, then it's not it's the a 2018 problem. It's a you problem. RM450 mm. plus seven grand. Or any other new bike without... Drew, you any just got on a four-stroke. You don't even know. I mean, I've I've been okay. I don't know I do well on the KTM, but if I had to to do the option, I think I'd go back to Yamaha personally. Okay, so one one, Drew, uh, stock KTM ready to race. That's okay. the slogan. And boy, good to go. <laughs> He's still wet behind the ears though. Dusty also, um, also thirteen thousand dollars. Dusty, I don't think I have to ask. No, no I used one off, <laughs> Dude, off that, Facebook. No way. I'm doing Suzuki with the parts. I, I would do, I would I'd suck. do a bone stock Suzuki and do just the same as I would on this fully built seven thousand dollar extra parts bike. <laughs> Mike, I'm it's, gonna do the exact same. Mike, it's one of those things you don't you don't know until you've tried it and you haven't tried anything else. Yeah, I have. I've had every bike but a KTM. No, no, no. like new bikes. I've had every new bike but a KTM. What's a new bike? A brand new bike, dude. Uh, I used well, to, what year? Uh, thirteen, junk, 14, junk, 12. junk. I've had them all, junk. Dude. All the way back to 80s. Yeah, junk. YZ 80s, CR 80, I'm RM talking 80, like, 150s. I'm talking like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I mean, you beat me by a couple of years, but other than that, I've had them by a decade. I've had, I had an 11, 12, 13, and a 14. Yeah, those are, like Drew said, almost 10 years old. Yeah, they were great <clears> at the time, though. Thing is, when you got a kid that can go out on an 86 Honda and win Loretta's, it's like, mm, you know... Is it the bike or is it the rider? I had a motor. It's, it's always the rider. Always. Yeah. I'm just it's asking. Just, it's just, you know, the platform that makes it easier for you, but, you know, I don't know. I had a uh, 2014 Kicks 250F, right? Like, set up exactly the way I wanted it. Pipe. Gage and I worked on suspension. Like, <clears throat> had this bike set up, right? Go out first motos. Blew it up in Bowman, North Dakota. Bad time. Mm. Super angry Mike Neal. The next moto, I borrowed a bike, and I finished better than I was running in when my bike blew up. It's the rider, not the bike. Because you rode mad. I was mad. Yeah. You rode way better than you were mad. At the same time. I was mad. I was on a foreign bike just because the color was the same. Suspension, suspension was different. Handlebar setup was different. Clutch, front brake, rear brake. The whole nine yards was different. Like I remember riding that bike to the line feeling goofy. was Gate dropped. I was so mad I didn't care, and I rode way better than I rode the first moto because it's rider, not bike. Was it a Cowie? They were both Cowies. Oh, okay. Yeah, but your Cowie hated you. <laughs> I had a lot of money sunk into that goddamn Cowie. Yeah, it felt so bad for you. Everything. I was like, really? Again? Jeez. Well, he poked a hole in his ignition cover. That's why it blew up. Um, yeah, it leaked all the oil out. It wasn't really your fault. That had was... no clue, dude. It, it, you know uh, Bowman's first tabletop after the start? Yep. That's where it blew up in the middle of the air. Oh, like, and and that's when I, you and Alexa—that's the 
The first time she ever been to a race? Her second race, her, her parents' is first ever that's time going to a race or whatever. Yep. Like, this dude fucking sucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, was, I was crushing it. Like, I think I was in third in the 250A because I could not get around Zach Wall. And I was yeah. all over him. And then, yeah, he blew up or poked that hole or whatever. And then that bike blew up in the air. Dude, I got so mad. So mad. Because I, uh, I think I'd made two payments on that bike. Oh, no. It was brand new. I lost my cool. I landed. <clears throat> I remember hitting the jump. It blew up in the air. I pulled in my clutch, dropped my clutch on the landing, and it, dude, it sounded like grinding balls were in my motor, like in my piston, just. <laughs> <laughs> so I freaked out on that side of the track. Like I was screaming pissed. Mm. And then we were pushing it back or whatever. Gage ran up and he was going to push it for me. And I, I was just, I was mad at the situation. I wasn't mad at anybody. But Gage kept trying to push my bike out of my hands, and I was like, dude, I got it. And I kind of freaked out on Gage a little. And I was like, yeah, you got it, because I, I got a motor coming up here in like a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, fuck. But, Screw me, right? Trying to help out. Well, no, I, I get it, like where he's coming from. I needed, like, I needed to burn that energy, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to punch something, or I'm going to push this bike. Let me push the bike. Um, Dusty, question for you. What's the first thing Mike says to you when he gets off of riding your bike? It, this is anybody's bike, but... What's the first thing he says? I don't know. I didn't ride it, so I don't know. Yeah, you did in Gillette. Oh, the KTM. That was your mm-hmm. bike I rode in Gillette. Well, I think you rode his, too. No, it was yours. I couldn't oh. turn it. Yeah. First thing he says, you need to roll your bars back every mm-hmm. time. Oh. Yeah, I don't like it in my lap, dude. Gage knows. I like my bars rolled away. Yeah, back. It's the first thing he says, you need to roll your bars back. Ezra liked that, too. He liked his bars rolled back, which is really confusing to people because how tall he is. Yeah. But he rolled his bars back more than, like, even, like, way more than I wanted. But it's it's a thing, I guess. I don't know. Helps you corner, boys. I mean, whatever, whatever you're doing. scrub, too, because they're rolled back so much, you can scrub harder. Oh, that's, thing. oh, that's DoorDash. All right. Time to go, boys. Oh, no. <laughs> if I get a new one. And we're back. And we're back. We suck again. <laughs> Story of my life. How was Delba? Great. It was pretty good. It was super good. It was delicious. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. They put some hot shit on mine, and I'm struggling a little bit. Weak. Did you get a tea, Drew? Oh, that's Dusty's. That's mine. No. I thought we converted him. Drew, you, have you ever had green tea? <coughs> no. Will you try it? You should go get one. No. Green, green tea is actually really good. Okay. And it's good for you. That it is. Raspberry, peach, and lemon and the half and a half. This is citrus. Try this. Just Try it. Take yeah. a little swig. You'll Mind be fine. Okay. It's not going to hurt you any. No. Man. A little bit. It's just Lipton green tea. You'll be fine. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm, Product that, review. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> another one. That's just <laughs> another time we've never steered you wrong, Drew. Usually Lipton is not that good, but this case scenario it is. Yeah. Drew, next question. Have we steered you wrong yet? No. But with the hair scramble, that is definitely wrong. No, you're wrong. Dude, a hair scramble is so much fun. They are such a good time. Gage, have you ever had a bad time at a hair scramble? No, it's always been fun. There's been hair scrambles. I'm like, that was frustrating. You know, I was really frustrated. But at the end, you're still glad that you accomplished it, you know? You kind of think you're having a bad time while you're doing it. Yeah. You're like, 
But you finish, and you're, and like, you're like, man, I don't like this. I feel you get good done, about like, myself. Oh, that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. There was there was a hair scramble by the uh, the dump in Sturgis. I finished it on two flat tires. Still had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was by the dump. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a really good one. That was it was a super good one. It had but a lot last, of hard climbs and last lap, like a quarter in a quarter of the lap into the last lap, I popped my front tire and then eighty feet later I felt my back tire go flat too. I was like, huh? Way too far to the pickup to give up now. Like I have to ride it back either way. So because Travis Engel is that one that too, wasn't he? Yep. yep. Travis and because Ezra and I teamed up for that one. Oh yeah. I did the it, Iron Man. He was on eighty five, so he did like two laps or something. <laughs> It was a good one though. Yeah, good it was fun like, course. Was it twelve miles? No, seven. I can't remember. That was oh. a long time ago. Yeah, Drew, you'd like it though. They're you'd fun. like it, Drew. They're super you'd fun. Be fine. Nope. Not I'll, I'll do one if you do one. We'll convert you. I thought that's a crappy deal, Mike. Why? What do we got? Do you want to do one? What do we have to do to your knee to get it to stay in place during a hair scramble? Oh, if it pops out, I just gotta stop and pop it back. Mike. <laughs> 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 I, you just you just know that going in. Like, I'm probably going to have to stop at some point. I would do a hair scramble if you did every single race of the SDMA series. Can't, dude. I'm announcing half of them. Okay. Well, I guess this isn't happening. Then. We're just going to put a microphone in your helmet. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm, in, I'm in third right now. You hear a lot of cussing and a lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> would be a good announcement. Just <laughs> kids, kids, plug your ears. Fuck this rut. <laughs> Okay, so Ken Roxon, Hep, that's what you think, Sean? That's rumored. <clears throat> I was listening to another podcast today, coming home from work, and they were talking about it. Um, Jason Thomas, right, from Fly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said it's it's an option. He didn't say, he said it's like, that's as much as I can say. I, I shouldn't say too much more. It so seems it like he like knows. It, might, it sounds like it might be a a deal for him but i think he needs to get back on it and see if he likes the bike still what the other thing they say mitch pate would make him a cowie really he'd, he'd probably build him a cowie but it's not gonna be put him under the tent i don't think. no no just build him a cowie yeah i could see that <clears throat> i can't believe no one took my gas gas advice what about yamaha i think he'd be although i am surprised just because you said gas gas i am surprised that he's not teaming up with barsha so he keep his red bull deal no problem there it's perfect up. The only thing you'd have to switch is Fox, but I feel like Fox does uh, um, shares in their company, maybe instead of cash all the time. So I feel like maybe Roxon's a part owner in Fox, oh. and that's why he doesn't want to switch gear. Because I know Carmichael's part owner in Fox, and so is Stewart. I feel like Roxon would be the next guy. That yeah, they he's would been have. Fox for a long time. Yeah, and I feel like they're giving him shares instead of you know. I'm sure they're still paying him some cash or whatever, but I bet there's some share. You have to sell your shares if you don't ride Fox, though. I don't think so, but no, still. screw him, dude. I'll mm-hmm. stars are better anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It's like Mookie's never going to switch from seven because he's still yeah part owner in it. You know. Oh, I didn't know that. I just figured his brother was hooking him up. <laughs> no, he's yeah, he's, he's a partner in it or whatever. <laughs> That's cool. I thought it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Same. Gas, gas thing. Speaking of, did you guys watch Straight Rhythm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy sweet. balls. On a YZ252 stroke, rocks and scrub, dude. That oh, scrub. God. To go past Barsha, that was uh, pretty pretty. Great. Did you see that picture of him and Barsha? The one Barsha did scrub. Going off that lip at the same time. Yeah. And rocks, Nuts. Rocks and this laid over. So was Barsha, too, though. Yeah. That was nuts, though. That's fun to watch. Um, Marv is still has not lost a lap. Nope. Which is nuts. I don't understand. 
When he didn't scrub that hard, but he soaks the jump up. Like, he takes all the power away by, like, letting the bike compress to him. Yeah. Instead of scrubbing. He just, like, takes the power away from the lip. And the way he does it, it's, it's a, a he, weird, different... He uses his forks instead of his shock. Yeah. Yep. Like, he just, he throws his forks into the faces of all these jumps instead of his shock. Yep. And it just, like, it lays him up for the next one just perfect. And you can just you see can him see just him forcing s- it down. Yeah. And then he, he lets the power... Like soak into his body, he doesn't let the bike take it all. Yeah. Why can't he do that all the time? It's because he's got to turn once in a while. Yeah. Yep. I feel like the lefts and the rights screw <laughs> him a little bit. Yeah. And there was, yeah. Ryan Hughes did a bit on him about that, how he was riding the track like that and the straight rhythm, how he was absorbing it and, and what his body position was compared to Ken's and how he was able to go faster and go further than Ken was and be ahead of him. He said that's in his, his mindset, that's what it was that, that allowed him to win. Yeah. Pushing through everything. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was his, crazy. His body was more forward than Ken's was. Ken's was back, even though he was scrubbing, but Marvin's was farther forward, and, and he, he was, was able like, to move the bike differently. Yeah, just slamming into things. Yep. And like Mike said, the shock wasn't taken, and getting him the extra height, he was like soaking it up, taking all the power away from the lip. It was crazy. It's like his shock was dead. Yeah. Right? Like just taking all that load to the front every time and then absorbing it through his arms. Just wild. Never well, whole body, but never ridden a one fifty. They're talking to me. He's like, "Yeah, we rode it on Thursday. <laughs> that was it." Who? Marv. Marv. Yeah. Three hundred, not one fifty. Three hundred. Sorry. Yeah. Three hundred. Fuel injected too. Yeah. Brand new bike. Yeah. Which they're saying is like, it likes the lower end to middle range power instead of top I think end power. He said like, he was starting in third. That's wild. Andrew Short used to do that on four strokes. Yep. On his three fifty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, back on a KTM, too. I just saw that the other day. Yeah, I've oh, seen that, too, like, actually. Weird. Jared Steinke starts in third gear, too, on two strokes. Does he? Mm-hmm. And then coming off that gate, he as, likes- slip, as slippery as it was, especially when it started raining, like having that not so much torque and be able to just kind of roar up instead of trying to spin it up, especially when it started getting wet. I think that's another reason Marv did so well against rocks, and he couldn't scrub as hard once it started getting slick, where he still had the same basic style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it wasn't all about scrubbing. It was more of absorbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun to watch. It was cool. It was. Mm-hmm. Good for Marv. Undefeated. <laughs> Just freaking crazy. I think they were saying that Ken Roxon was scrubbing lower than Bubba does. He may have even commented on it, how how low he was going. He was that. That's more than what I do. That one time over that tabletop was just... It, I, at first, you were like, oh, he's going to die. I thought and he was going to his bars. Pulled it back in. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, damn, dude. You can't go lower than that. You just can't. There's no way. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, he's scrubbing, like, pegs and stuff out coming off that face. is nuts. Like, at what point do you think he finds the landing? Because, like, can't fucking see it for the longest time. Yeah, I don't know. He's, like, he's like probably staring at... He's, he's probably just gauging it off speed, honestly. Just crazy. Momentum. Mean, like. Well, and they get quite a few practice laps on it, too. I mean, it's not like they show up and, like, well, this is what you got, you know, first, like, not like the Vertacross, where it's like, no, your first time up is your first time up. Yeah, first time <laughs> up counts. You don't even get a practice for that? No. no. Just go time, which it's super fun, though. I like that. I want to do it sometime. It looks do like it a next blast. year. All right. Take the next day off work because it goes to like three in the morning. Right? Yeah, it does take a while. It's usually on a Wednesday. But those guys get a lot of runs. They get, you know, so you get familiar with what's coming next and kind of get a rhythm of it. But still, when you're scrubbing that hard compared to what you're probably doing in practice. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, he's feeling it. And he's a world supercross champion. <laughs> it was almost Vince Freeze, though. All two rounds of it. <laughs> How about Vince Freeze torpedoing, torpedoing <laughs> Justin Brayton? His teammate? The guy <laughs> yeah. that got him a ride? Yeah. Hey, thanks, bud. <laughs> See you later, bud. See you later, old dude. What's he doing for um, Supercross? Do you Br- know? Brayton? No, 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 no. Freeze? Oh, freeze. Is he going to do 450 and 250 again? Moto Concept. I'm sure he's... Yeah, I'm sure they're going to do West Coast 250 and then probably put him on a 450 for East Coast. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they don't... I'm surprised they don't have a second rider, actually, because Brayton's retired. So they're just going to go racing with Vince Freeze. That doesn't make any sense. Freezing, oh, freezing well, rocks. And- Oldenburg. Mitch and Olden, Mitchell Oldenburg, too. Yeah. Oh, where's Malkarath at? He was filling all year, wasn't he? That was last year, yeah. He doesn't have a ride for Supercross this year so far. So what if they picked him up again? Was he on Husky for a second? Yeah, he was on Husky, I thought, yeah. That was for outdoors, yep. Yeah, oh. filling yep. in for Dean. Yep. Supercross, though, he didn't... Uh... No, he did Moto Concepts for Supercross this last year, didn't he? I thought he was filling in. Super... Who filled in for Dean when that foot peg went in his butt? Didn't they get another rider? For Supercross? I don't think so. I don't so. think so, no. No, I don't think they filled that spot. Hmm. There's only a couple more races left, I think. Good for McElrath to get the win on that uh, World Supercross title, though. Well, like some some sort of positive, positivity for him. Finally. And then good for Savachi getting that win in that last last race, too. That's a good boost for him. Was he on a Cowie still? I didn't mm-hmm. see. Yeah, mm-hmm. for Rick Ware racing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised nobody's picked him up for the next year. Too. The whole the whole thing's just a cluster. It is. It's such a cluster. We're still a month and a half out, so we'll see what comes to fruition in the next. Still, though, you'd want to be on that bike right now to get Absolutely, used to it. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't seem like there's a lot of spots left. No. no. Like, you tried to think, like, we don't even know where Roxon would go. Dude, yeah. besides how, Gas Gas. How lucky did Colt Nichols get, though? Oh, my God, I know. I got it, dude. How do you think he'll do? I don't know. I hope for his sake. Tenth. Tenth. Yeah, for really? him, for Colt Nichols and Adam Cianciarillo, it's a big year. Big year. Like, they if both things, need some good results. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Adam Cianciarillo. Uh-huh. How many, okay, we need to make bets oh, right oh, now. Oh, How okay. many wa- races <laughs> will Cianciarillo make it before he wads his brains out? In, be in Supercross? Five yes. This year. Race three. 16. 16. I was going to say probably three. Race I think, three. I think his knee is going to go. Okay, we're going around. Three. Gage? I'll say five. Okay. <laughs> Sean? I'm going three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Drew? Oh, I want to see 16, but I'm also thinking it might be five. Five? Okay. Dusty? I'll go four. Four? Why not? <laughs> Solid 16, boys. No no, no doubt about it. I'd <laughs> love to see it. I'd love to see 16. Mike? 16. I will I'm, say he's going to be the fastest qualifier of, <coughs> of the first race. I think he's wrecked too much. He's going to be a little timid, so I think he'll ease into it. He'll get comfy around round six when they're out of that California bullshit. Seven. Oh, he's comfortable at California. Hmm? He's comfortable. Yeah, but he's going to have like the haven't raced in four seasons of jitters. Oh, he's going to come out be the fastest qualifier. Almost win he's the main. He's up on the four seasons. He's going to get second. <laughs> he he still has his Cali ride, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Probably last, amazingly. <laughs> probably last year of it if he don't fucking right? get it done this year. Who's going to replace him, though? At least go out. If he gets four wins, though, that'd be cool. But I think he had a seven-year contract when he came out. He's not getting Jeez. any wins. He's gonna yeah, win A one. He's well past that. He he fucking did five years at least on a two fifty. That's wasn't that different then between Pro Circuit two fifty and then Monster Energy Cowie or when did that change over to 
No, it's still different. Like they're two different teams or whatever. So, but, but Kawasaki, like the same deal with Austin Forkner, how they signed Austin Forkner through X amount of years with a 450 deal or whatever. They did the same thing with Sun Cerullo. Oh, okay. Okay. So kudos to Kawasaki for their patience. Because we really believe in you. Fork, Forkner's one right? Mm-hmm. Came out blazing and then hasn't done shit for the last three years. Yep. And I'm seeing Cirillo. I don't. He doesn't even ride a 450 hardly. <laughs> well, it's just so hard because those guys are so wicked fast, and yet a little one mistake it can just end. You know, so quickly it's it's ridiculous. But you know, Adam C. and Cirillo and I have the same first two names. His mm-hmm. name's actually Michael Adam. Yeah, I think that's cool. You guys kind of have the same luck too. Yeah, <laughs> with the same body part. This guy hates him too. <laughs> Switch, Adam. Go to go to Hep. Go to Hep. Go to Hep. Go to Hep. Hep somehow picks up one eighty eight. Doesn't even have a number anymore. Nice. Be sweet. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, seven rounds, I think, is generous. But what do you do? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Who do you think of snag A1? Cincerillo. A1 goes to an oddball usually. I'm going to go. That's what I mean. Barsha. <laughs> Dude, Barsha will probably lead. I'll bet you he hole shots. Yeah. I'm going to go Jason Anderson. Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a good he had pick. a good year last Ooh. year. He got six wins, right? Six or seven. I can't I remember. Yeah, he was. good. That's a really good pick. I'm kind of rooting for him this year to see how he does. It. He, he's just, nah, he didn't get that many, did he? I think he got five. Five, five or six. Four or five. I don't so, know. A right. lot. Yeah. Anyways. What'd you say, Sean, though? I'm rooting for, for Anderson this year. See if he does pretty good. Yeah. I'd like to see that. He deserves it. You know, Sexton could come out. I mean, Sexton's been riding great. Yep. <clears throat> He's got good style. I think mm-hmm. Ferrandis is going to come out swinging with that new bike. Nope. Mm. Ferrandis sucks. Have you seen him on that thing? You're he the only one on that team. On it. He likes it a lot. I don't like Fernandez, but I think he's going to do good on that. Sucks night. at Supercross. He got one third in his life, and it was handed to him. Dude, isn't it funny how fast we forget about these dudes? Like, Fernandez won an outdoor. And we're like, no, he sucks. He won an outdoor title. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. But he sucks at Supercross. He yeah. does. Mm-hmm. How you feeling about Craig on the on the Husky? Um, I don't know. It's kind of a big change. That's I feel a like a huge five. change. Top five rider. Yeah. I feel like five. He should stay with Yamaha. Yeah. He could have. But it's gonna save. So, it's gonna say seventh for Craig. Yeah, five to eight. Seventh for Craig. But Mookie, I don't know. Yeah, he's he was not gonna win, but year. he's gonna be Mo- good. Mookie's gonna slide himself into the podium a couple of times this year. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. I'd love to see that guy get a win though. That'd be so freaking awesome. Yeah, he's the Cian most. Cirillo and Mookie are my two favorites. Do you think Mookie can, can dude? Win. Like, everyone's so fast. I don't think he could straight up win. But it'd be, yeah, get the it'd be win. A certain tracks for him. I, I think. think if there was two super hard whoop sections, oh yeah, Mookie is just going to be like, all right, see you fellas at the end of this deal. I'll be out front. I kind of oh, felt I, like he sucked at the whoops last year, didn't you? Like he wasn't like as fast as yeah, normal. yeah, he wasn't on it like normal. Yeah, probably because he had Barsha behind him. Uh, no, that's actually because he had to ride one of those white KTM's, and those KTM's are all jacked up this last year. But it was an older model still. <laughs> I'm like the new KTMs. <laughs> Ask the rest of the team. That's not what they all said. What's Husky? Oh, okay. Husky, so, KTM. When Phil was talking about um, that, the data you could get from a throttle, you know? Mm-hmm. And Husky, it was something with Husky, and I don't remember who you were talking to. I don't think it was RJ, but it was someone, and they're like telling me you need to go faster in the whoops. 
And he's like, I'm holding it wide open in the whoops. And they like pull up his data, like, you're at 35% going through the whoops. <laughs> and then they pull up Mookie's and they're like, this crazy son of a bitch is wide open through the whoops. <laughs> he's actually at stops. Yeah. That's wild. He passed two guys in that, that one race, didn't he? Through the whoops on the left side. Or was I it know. just one? I know he, he came from behind his blaze past him. I don't know. It seems like always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what his brother used to do. He's got the whoops. Tomac's trying to snap his throttle cable everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kidding. He should just have a button he clicks that turns it on to full throttle. He'll be tough to beat this year, too, though. Yeah, Tomac. I don't, I don't think he can play one off, though. Mm-mm. I don't. He, he I don't, starts cold. He yeah. starts cold and gets hot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So much momentum, though. Yeah. Like, the dude's not. Can't lose. If he's won three races in a row, he's probably going to win that fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. He's won about everything you can this year. Yeah. Epsi award winner, too. Yeah. He's going to get Paris this weekend, too. I think his mind just tells him he can't lose. Yeah. You know? He might be, if he he might does, be there. And the dude never gets hurt. Imagine what that all that confidence feels like. It's <laughs> like, dude, I'm, I'm the best in the world. That's how you end up with, like, 17 kids. <laughs> can't can't miss. <laughs> it's weird because when he's off, then all of a sudden it's like he could be Super tenth. Off. Yeah, he could be tenth. Have we seen that though on the Yamaha? It's like gotten really there. off Tomac. Mm, Maybe yeah. a little in Supercross. Yeah, we've definitely yeah, seen Supercross. that. Outdoors though, Dylan Fernandez won last year's outdoor title. Not this year's, but last year's. Tomac was on. Was he on Yamaha? I, I don't. They were on the same team. Were they? Uh, for outdoor? Nope. Actually, no, this Tomac was, was on Cowie. Yep, this Tomac is Tomac's first year on, right. yeah, for yeah, both yeah, on a yeah, Yami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm right. He hasn't struggled yet. You still suck. <laughs> Sean. Yes, sir. Talk to us about World Vets. First off, you met Jeremy McGrath. I did. He texted me right after you guys talked. He did? Yeah. Did he tell you how excited I was? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a, little, he's a little hyper, but he's cool. Yeah. 47-year-old kid talking to a Pro racer. Jeez. <laughs> that dude is probably one of the most humble guys I've ever talked to in my life. Yeah. I don't think I could have met anybody else. Like, I was so nervous talking to him when I first saw him. He was standing there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Jeremy McGrath. What do I say to him? And I just said, hey, Jeremy. You know, and I, I asked him, hey, can I come up, maybe an autograph for me for my daughter and I? He goes, yeah, my pits are right over there. All my friends are there. Come on over anytime. And I'm like, no way. He just invited me over to his pits. No way. I've been trying to meet this guy since I was a teenager. Yeah. He was, man, that, that made my trip. I could have spent 10 grand on that trip and it would have made it all worth it just to meet him. Yeah. yeah. Just super humble. Yeah. And he was. And when I came over with, I had my Jersey and then, uh, which I brought for you guys to, to look at and I can't, you can't keep it. Sorry. That one's got to stay. <laughs> one oh, that's an old school one. Cause I've seen Mazda Yamaha. Yep. Yeah. It's got the Ooh. new fear. One hundred collect on it and everything. Yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> 2000 maybe i think he said oh four oh really ish. dang i think he, he said that what year was and i, I was just starstruck i was like okay just sign it please before i pee my pants but uh no he signed and i thought this was really cool he you know because he retired as number two and when he signed coley's jersey and had she told me make sure i say her name so coley there you go uh anyways he signed her jersey and then he put number two on it so when he did mine, it's got a number one on it, and he put a number one on it. So I thought that's pretty cool that he pays attention to the numbers. You know, and he's not just signing what he is now. Mm. He signs it with the number that's on the jersey, and he says, "Yeah, stretch it out, and we'll sign it up." 
took a picture. Man, it was just, it was really cool. And then later that evening, after all the motos, he got his, you know, his, uh, Edison Die Award, I think it was, for yep. his, his lifetime achievements and everything. And there was a lot. He was very humble in his speech and, what, you know, how he wanted to be as a rider and as a racer and what he wanted to portray and what he wanted to do in the sport. Well, later he was signing autographs for everybody. And he remembered me and I came back through and I was like, oh, Peyton Barry wanted uh, a signature and uh, or his autograph. So I was like, oh, I'll get this poster. They give me free posters of whatever. Not that one I gave you, but a different one for World Vets. And I had him sign. He goes, hey, how'd you do today? And I'm like, holy crap, Jeremy McGrath like, asked me how I did today. So I told him, I said, I won my moto, my first one. He's like, that's awesome. And he fist bumped me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to wash this hand again. You know, <laughs> it was just, I'm, I'm kidding, kidding, not just out of every racer in the world that I've ever seen or heard about, that's the guy I wanted to meet. And just, he was the one that got me into motocross. I saw him race for the first time and I'm like, I want to be like that guy. Obviously I'm nowhere near any level or never will be, but the way he was, how humble he was. Now I want to be more like him as a person for just anybody you know, in my life, he was just really cool to meet. Hmm. That's cool. That's awesome when you meet somebody like that and you're like, yeah, because they you're just happy that you met that guy. Yeah. Yep. They're generally say, don't ever meet your heroes. You know, because once you meet them, there, it's kind of almost a letdown. But to meet someone like that, that's actually that genuine and that humble and like all the things, you know, it's like, right. So now I was like, okay, that was a good experience for that because a lot of times they're like, yeah, don't meet heroes because. Yeah, I think that's why people are generally disappointed when they meet me. Because <laughs> I wouldn't say humble. <clears throat> I'd say more shit talk. What'd you, uh, what'd you race, Sean? Uh, I raced the beginner class. Oh, 45 plus novice. I wasn't sure between novice and intermediate. Um, obviously, being novice is a, you know, the, the, the bottom class. But um, I, I talked to Bill Stork about it. I was like, what do you think? Because he's been there before. And he says, eh, you're kind of in between with your numbers. I think you'd be okay, novice, or you could go intermediate. Uh, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll go intermediate because I don't want to be a, feel like a sandbagger in novice, you know? And based off my times, I wasn't. But um, you're uh, in California, unknown. It's track. pretty hard to gauge, it's not, right? It's not, it's, not like Absolutely. it's not like you rode that track every weekend for the last five years or something, you know? Right. And I talked to Clint because he'd been around that quite a few years. And I said, well, what do you think? And he says, stick to novice. Those guys are fast. I said, okay, I trust for Clint. So then I trusted Bill Stork's opinion too, but I thought, well, let's try it. Let's see what I do. So I did the 45 plus novice. We had two gates, 59 people in, in my class. Ooh. Yep, total. So they dropped 30, and then they dropped the second gate probably 15 seconds later. So as soon as the first gate gets up on top of Mount St. Helen, you go. Mm. It, it, was, it was a rush. How long are the motos? Uh, we got about four laps, and my laps averaged anywhere from 3.30 up to about a 3.45, depending on how tired I was. Yeah. Yeah, because the track, I mean, if you get the track when it's good, you can go fast. Mm -hmm. But when it when it gets beat up, and I mean, they said they had between 900 and 1,000 entries. So you put all those guys on the track throughout the day, and that track just gets beat up. So imagine anything you've ever ridden, anywhere local or anywhere, and times it by like 10. It, it, was, it was completely different than anything we've ever ridden. Yeah, the braking bumps get like whoop sections. Oh, yeah. they yeah. Coming down Mount Sun Hill and some of those braking bumps had to be at least a foot tall. And they're not just nice rounded ones. They're square. So it's like hitting a brick wall and it, it just kicks you. Yeah, I saw a picture of that 
as soon as you get down the hill, it's just breaking bumps immediately yep. all the way down the hill. Yep. That was later in the afternoon. I think that picture was uh, Mike Brown coming down that one. Yeah, that was crazy. Those guys, even at the end of the day, were still blazing that hill. It just You look at them and you're like, holy crap, they must be going like fourth gear down the hill and I'm going down like second or third, just squeezing <laughs> with everything, breaks and everything. Breaks, yeah. But one thing I did learn, and, uh, and I tried it, and it did work some. Uh, I listened to Chris Kiefer and, and during one of his podcasts, and he says if you kind of go at a slight angle down the hill when you're hitting braking bumps or anywhere, instead of hitting them square because they're very abrupt, if you kind of hit them at a, just a slight angle, it takes some of that abruptness away so you can get through them a lot easier. Mm. So I guess if you ever get anywhere where it's, where it's doing that, start going at a kind of an angle, and it just takes some of it away. Not all of it, but it won't like jack your hands off the bars. So I tried it coming down that, and it, it, made it made it work a little bit. Mm. But once you get tired, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They just <laughs> yeah. hurt. Just death after it, that. It is, yeah. So they do a moto a day? Is that how that goes? Uh, some people got two motos in the first day. Oh, okay. Uh, it just depended on how your, where your class was laid out. So mine ended up being like two-thirds through the day, and then my second moto was almost right in the beginning of the second day, and then I was at the end of the second day, which – it wasn't that bad because they did a little prep. And the first day, they didn't do any prep at, in, in between. So it just depends on what class you're doing and where it falls. What class did you at? I'm sorry. If you uh, 45 plus novice. Oh, nice. It, yeah, because I wasn't sure. I was telling these guys, I wasn't sure between novice and beginner. or <laughs> Beginner. Between intermediate. And I'm glad I did where I was, where I was at because my times were right there with them. Uh, I compared them to intermediate times. And I'm probably 12 to 15. Nice. Rough spot, maybe I'd say maybe 20 at worst case. Uh, I haven't ridden in a couple months, so my fitness is down just a little bit. But, I mean, I was happy with how I rode. Never raced Glen Helen or ridden it for that matter. Right. And to go there and ride something that the pros ride, it, it was intense. It was probably the coolest experience I've ever had. And to walk away with a win. And yeah. the W. Right. That one there, my, my, antici- my anticipation of what I hoped for was at least a top 10. I was like, well, let's go for top 10. That's just what I'm shooting for. And I went a one two one. Um, great battle with some guys from the one guy I battled with a couple of times was from Hawaii, originally from Brazil. And then there was another KTM guy and him and I were going at it pretty good. Just swapping back and forth with two laps. And then, uh, I got caught up in lap traffic. We caught the, the first gate cause they'll, even on your second moto, they, like say you place, like I placed first in my first moto. They don't put me in that first gate. They keep me with my same people. That I that I raced with the first time, so you stay with your, your people until the the last one, and the way they did it was the top forty because it's a big you know it's forty man gate. Top forty qualify for race three or the third moto, and then the rest of them are a DNF, but you get to race anyways. Oh, I so see. your place doesn't matter. So even if you're so if you're forty first and you get first in that moto, doesn't you, matter. Doesn't matter. You're a DNF, which is weird, but it, it worked out with the three moto format. So yeah, um, but. Yeah, I got, we caught up in that second moto. We caught up to the second or the first gate, those guys. And some of my buddies were saying that we lapped up into sixth place. I don't think we lapped up that far. I'd say top 15 maybe or the, within the first 15 up to that. But we were moving pretty good. So it was, that guy pushed me quite quite a bit. And I came off, my arms were just like rocks. And I, it was everything I could to hold on to that bike and but but try to push through it. That's awesome. That's good. You had a good time like that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody with you too, right? Bill Stork and yep, yeah. Bill Stork, Sean Darling, Sean Darling went. He Zach. he wasn't quite ready. He wanted to do it. and He did good, 
but he wasn't. He was coming off of uh, walking pneumonia, so his lungs weren't quite ready Ugh. to be there. Yeah, and he was come off from from his motos, and he was just coughing up along the poor guy. And I'm like, "Are you gonna be okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'll be fine. Give me a minute." Jesus. But but he yeah he fought <coughs> through it. Uh, Mike Lafferty raced too. Dude, that dude has got whole shots down like no other. Yeah, <laughs> I think he had two out of the three. He just is on fire with his whole shots. He can. And he went down once too, didn't he? He did. He and did. so did Stork. Yeah, Stork did. I actually went down in my first. So this is what made me feel like a sandbagger in that class. I went down on the first lap, and then I got up, and then I stalled in a corner later in the first lap, and I still got first place. Dang. I don't know how I did it, but yeah. I think everybody it just everybody's times in the first moto were slower, and then as they progressed, they got faster and faster. Everyone got more used to the course. And Absolutely. Broke into it. Yeah, and everybody, I think, got a, a fair shot at, at a good track, you know, at it being decent. Yeah. So yeah. It, it made it your times better. But if I could give any advice, if you if you want to do that and you you don't even care how you do, just go do it. That That is one race I would do over and over and over again, even though I know what it is. And I plan to bump up to the next class with no expectations of, of winning by any means, but – just to say I did it again in, in another class, and the people you get to race against, I mean, the, if I go up to 45 Intermediate, I'll be racing with Steve Mathis, Darkside, and those guys. They're from, from Pulp. Right. So that'd be kind of cool just to say you got on the same track as them. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We got to call Zach to ask him how his weekend went. He did two classes. He did? He did two, yeah, and he was doing expert on both of them. Dang. Yeah, that dude was an animal. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you're you got bigger set than i do because i thought about two and then i'm like nah i'm not that young spring chicken anymore <laughs> let's stick to one for yeah, now isn't like glenn helen's reputation just rough as hell the fastest baddest track in the in the west i think is what they call it yeah and, and it, it's to me it was intimidating at first because when i got there like i, I get nervous at, at our, our races you know when we go stma or ndma stuff i get nervous at those i didn't get nervous but i was intimidated by the track itself oh yeah you're not, just pictures don't do it justice. You get there and you see Mount St. Helen, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go up that? I got to come down that? Nobody that's, uh, if you've never ridden something like that, like you have no idea what, what it feels like. Right, You exactly. are just intimidated. You're like, dang. Absolutely. And I've had people tell me about Millville and, and how, how high that looks and TV doesn't do it justice. So I can only imagine that based off what I saw. Yeah. Um, and then that bank is, is, is fun. Talladega. The Talladega, is, it's intense. So you take off, and that thing just, let me tell you, Mike, and this, Chris, you'll love this. I let that KTM eat off the start almost every single time. And I had guys be like, how, how did you start like that? Because I was top three every time. I would just get up fourth, fifth gear, and just lean back and let that sucker go. And, of course, you know, you hit that, but then you got to drop a gear because you'll slide on it. It's slick. So oh, really? You, yeah, you get on it, and, and you just kind of, and they kept it all wet. You know, for the most part, they would spray it and whatnot. But, yeah, you get on and just lean and go. It was a blast. Let me call Zach because I Do told it. him I'd call him at 8. It's 7.59. Let me go. This Ooh, is cool. Right we had a pretty good time. Pretty good represent, re- representation from South Dakota. And yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I'm sure they don't get a lot of riders from those areas. Mm. What up? What's up, Zach? How's it going? From Gold Standard Cabinetry. Yes, sir. Uh, how was uh? We're talking to Sean about uh, World Vets. He said you did two classes. 
Well, <clears throat> kind of. <laughs> I signed up for two classes. Didn't end up doing my uh, 25 plus expert. Was, uh, my endurance was not quite there. <laughs> and there's no pro class for the 25 plus, so it was stacked. Have you, have you Josh been to- Moseman. Uh, no, I haven't. I, well, I went to Glen Helen once when I was like 12. Oh, yeah. Just how so, you remember it then, huh? Quite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what uh, What two classes did you do? There's a 30-plus expert and 25-plus expert. How did you gauge to do expert? Because we were talking well, to Sean about I you knew- didn't know to do novice <clears throat> or intermediate, and I'd have no idea, you know. How would you know? Yeah. You just like, screw it. I'm going to do expert. I'm an expert. Yeah, pretty much. Has, <laughs> I thought for about three seconds about doing uh, doing the pro class, and I was like, well, that's dumb. So <laughs> just did expert. and uh, Which one's ranked it's definitely pro or expert? Pro. I think pro. Yeah. Oh, pro. Yeah, you'd yeah. be with Brown and McGrath and oh, yeah. uh, Kiefer. Who Hard, else was there? Yeah. Ben, ben LeMay. That. Well, that's what I ran into because – uh, with the 25 plus class, there was no pro class, so all the fast guys were riding expert. So in that one, there's like Jacob Hayes, Josh Moseman, RJ Waysman, um, Sean Lapanovich. Yeah, like some Ooh, fast, fast people. That sounds icky. Yeah. So I, I didn't ride uh, most of my motos on those ones because they, uh, they were fast, fast. But I rode every moto the 30 plus expert, and man, Saturday was, was rough. Because the track was gnarly, and I went down, I washed my front right on the first lap, and then started riding hard, trying to catch back up to the pack, and my arms blew up on me. <laughs> so Saturday was a little rough. What time of day Sunday was your moto? Much much better. Uh, first one was I was like right smack dab in the middle of the program, so I was uh, I was probably about noon or so first moto on saturday and the track was already just gnarly because all the practices and everything and it was rough already what time did they start and then uh, uh 8 30 for, for 7 30 what time did yeah. it get done 7 30 yeah uh it was about 4 30 on saturday yeah they had to get done for mcgrath's award and they ran 900 people through holy cow yeah I, there's actually just over a thousand that looked like it was like nine hundred and fifty pre entries and there were some more on the day of, so that's wild. It, it flows pretty good. I mean they I thought this year, from what I heard, it was a real shit show last year. <laughs> yeah. and, and this year it wasn't bad at all, actually. They they went through other than waiting for a while, but they went through pretty quick. I mean they go. Just boom, boom, boom. They don't mess around. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. And then even on Sunday it was better because with the time change they started even earlier. Practice started at seven. And then he just ran one lap practices for everybody and uh, cut everyone loose. And we were done and on the road. We were all packed up and everything. We are on the road at like 2.45. Jeez. Yeah. That's I think that, that helped the track too with with the one lap practice. It sucked because you're like, yeah. I only got a lap. But it was fine because it made the track less. Way better. Yeah, way better. Yeah, I didn't get beat up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, my, my first moto on Sunday was, I was the first moto of the day. And it was, it was sweet. I was able to push a lot harder on Sunday since it was probably like a highway. Right away. <laughs> right. Yeah. Probably like a highway yeah, compared, compared to Saturday. To yeah. Yeah. And he was moving too. Zach was yeah. moving along pretty good. Even even when the track was rough, he was moving along. I'm like, 
geez, and I got to go after him? Holy cow. <laughs> and he was moving along. He was doing good. It's mm. awesome. So, Zach, was there, yeah, anyone, was, a lot of fun. was there anyone on the gate there like, oh, there's that guy? Oh, yeah. There's there's plenty of those. Like My last moto on Sunday, um, I was right next to uh, some motocross, one of the motocross action guys. I can't remember who it was. And uh, Josh Moseman was sitting there helping him. And uh, since we had so many people, so many motos, so many people riding, uh, Bill Stork and uh, Kurt Hyde hadn't made it over to me yet to uh, help me pack my gate. So Josh Moseman's like, hey, you need me to hold your bike? So he held my bike for me and stuff. And then he uh, he was packing in front of the gate. He packed me about 30 yards out like most people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a trip. I, I didn't think you could go outside a gate. I mean, it's not a, you know, AMA officiated race, but yeah, they they were packing. You could farm. You could farm yeah, way out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like there's no rules at oh, this yeah. thing. Like you could just <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So you got someone really. packing well, a gate uh, all the way up around the first corner. <laughs> I tried to do that for yeah. Drew in Deadwood. It worked pretty dang good. I I packed it probably, what, 10 feet? Uh, like 20. Uh, hell yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Almost got the whole shot. Hmm. Did you guys take campers? Yeah, we were using shovels and everything. <laughs> no, those guys stayed in a hotel. Uh, Mike Lafferty had a, a friend from, uh, I think it was high school and, and uh, the Navy, when, they, when he was in the Navy. They're, they're buddies, and they have a camper that he likes to watch uh, motocross stuff. His kids used to ride, oh. and they came down, and they let us stay in it. His wife fed us all kinds of food, no <clears throat> questions asked. And, yeah, so after this, he's like, hmm, I think I'm going to bike again. It's like, do it. The place is packed with campers. Yeah, the pet pits pretty, were pretty, pretty big. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's not, like, super packed like you see on TV for, the like, the pro races and stuff, but it was pretty packed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice that those guys staying at the track because we just left the truck and trailer there and I uh, rode in Kurt Hyde's car back and forth to the hotel. Did but the uh, the did, very first night we were in California, we uh, we didn't make it to the track to drop the trailer off first, so we were worried about our bikes. We had seven bikes and a twenty four foot trailer that says Harley Davidson on the side of it, so <laughs> it would be kind of a target for people. But we had a awesome lady at the. Uh, hotel we were telling her about it she's like we'll just pull it right up front so we parked it right at the very front of the hotel where the the doors were uh you could see them from the front desk so she's like yeah we'll keep an eye on it tonight no problem sweet that was nice (laughs) of him that's awesome did kurt hide race he didn't he was just out helping out and stuff he's down in texas now Uh oh so he just drove over and was helping out with everybody but they kind of gave him the itch again he started by the end of the weekend. He was talking about, like, well, you know, if I can get some practice and stuff in, maybe next year will come out. So, <laughs> it'll be good to see him back up. Did yeah, it- and it was it was wild. It was uh, Bill Stork, Sean Darling, and I that uh, drove down there together, and with uh, Kurt hearing some of the Storks and Kurt's old motocross stories from the '90s and stuff was pretty nuts. <laughs> Do you guys think you'd go again? Yeah, for sure. Sean? Absolutely. You going next year? I'd love to. Really? Yeah. We, we Well, when we were talking about it, you know, we were posting stuff, and people were like, oh, man, that's cool you're down there. And some people like, um, I don't know if any of you guys know Dan Beta from North Dakota. He's like this old guy that, anyways, he, he's like, I'm such a retard for not going. You guys met McGrath. And all this. He, I guess he, you know, would, would have liked to have met him. And, so, yeah, there's already like 10 people that want to go next year. 
Did you guys all go to the Whiskey Throttle show and all that too, or is that uh, just Mike and Ernest? I went with with those guys after. Yeah. Yep. We well. Yeah. Mike and I came. We in didn't like, make it there. Yeah, we came in about halfway after the show. Uh, they charged thirty bucks to get in that sucker. I was like, but I mean, it's an experience to go. But when we came in after, like halfway through, they were charges like ten. But it was it was cool to sit there and listen to them talk, and then of course, who was on the show at that time? Bob Hanna. Okay. Oh, cool. That'd be a good one. Mid yawn. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> He's over there yawning while I'm talking. Like, geez, Mike, I didn't know it was that boring to you. <laughs> Got a dart in my neck. He's going into dad mode already. Yeah. Well, that, would, that would be cool to go to, though. Bob Hanna. That's awesome. He was cool. His uh, Some of yeah. his stories were, were pretty awesome. Yeah, Stork, Darling, and I, we got to talk with him for about 10 minutes uh, before he did the show. And uh, Stork was telling him how he saw him in, uh, I think it was Harding, Nebraska, when there used to be a national down there. And uh, Bob would go and bunny hop people on his BMX bike. And he's like, well, my record was 10 people. And Bill's like, yeah, I was the 10th one when he was a kid. Oh, <laughs> he was on the very end. <laughs> and crazy. uh Sounds like Hannah actually remembered that that time he did that, so that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Mike, you down? Uh, plus plus twenty five, class. You and me, Chris. Uh, won't we be thirty by that time? We'll yeah. be thirty. Yeah, we could do two classes. I can't do two classes. <laughs> Never even seen Glenn <laughs> Allen. I don't want to do two classes. You got to talk yeah, to Scooter it's into when it you, when you see it. If Scooter's down, I'm super down. We'll like, do like two weekends ago next year. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, first weekend, it's like two weeks ago, but like a year from now. Yeah. First weekend in November. <laughs> yeah, I'll do thirty beginner. It's California, babe. We can go see all your family. She's counting. She's that, doing numbers. Weather was good too. Dusty, you down? Oh yeah, sweet. Do it. Let's do it. Drew, you down? Drew's not old enough. No. Yeah. They don't have a <laughs> 15 quite. and older. Drew can come pack our gate. Yeah. <laughs> you pack. We'll go I think early. they have Strider bike races for Drew. <laughs> 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 they did have a mini track over there for the little kids. Gage? No, you'll be riding street kidding. bike. <laughs> street, <laughs> yeah. street bike connection will be open that week. <laughs> if Gage goes, he'll race. I kind of want to go. How much um, is it to race? If you sign up in well, the- June... It's fifty bucks, but every month after that, it becomes more ten dollars more. So of course, I signed up in August, had to pay seventy. I think Sean signed up like last minute. His was a hundred bucks. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, think about what you're what you're going for. You know, it was it was uh, for me even at a hundred bucks. Yeah, it sucks, but it, it would have been worth it just to say I did it. Yes, yeah, so that World Nationals is not. Yeah, you're racing everybody in 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 the world, just not just in the U.S. I think they what? How many countries they have, Zach? 12, 13, 13 countries. 13 different countries and 20 different states or something like that. Dang. Yeah. And a lot of guys, obviously, when they do, when they come over, they just they rent a bike and they race it. They try to get it set up to how they like it and then go. And they were, they were still pretty good. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. If I go again, I'm definitely going to be bringing the toy hauler next time. It's the 24-hour, 20-hour drive straight through there and back kind of sucked. So oh do the toy hauler and drive halfway and park in a Walmart parking lot and finish yep. up. How much was a hotel room? Uh, they're only like 150 bucks a night. This is getting more reasonable the more we talk about it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, ours was, ours was uh, Mike somehow got us upgraded to a suite. Ernie and I shared a room, and Mike had his own. 
think it was like 128. Jeez. And it was two two queens, and the, uh, the couch folded out too. So, I mean, you got three guys in there could split it. Dang. I just got to find someone to drive. I'm not driving 20 hours. I'll split it with you. I'll do like a good hard four. <laughs> I know. It worked out pretty well. I don't recommend driving straight through. We did it. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't the best. I'd recommend stopping and sleeping. Chris has like here to Lusk and then it's done. <laughs> yeah, I can put it into Lusk. This year when we went to Arizona, that was the first time I'd ever like driven halfway and taken a break and then driven the next day. I was like, damn, this makes traveling way easier. Like you're not just dog ass tired from yep. driving for 20 hours straight. You know, you can yep. like actually do something when you get there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went to I the track and, and looked around for a few minutes and then we went to Chaparral and checked out their stuff and then got back to the hotel and we all crashed. Yeah. Just done. Mm. I feel like that. Like I just want to get there. Like relax when I get there. Because if I got to wake up and I'm like 10 more hours, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be crabby. We rent a bougie ass RV. Oh, we should rent an RV. There was How someone, do we get bikes? Boys, I just got to get a trailer. Boys, I have an RV. No. <laughs> oh, no. God. No. No. That won't even make it to Lusk. It will now. Now it will. The people next to us rented one. And it, I think for like, how how long were they there, Zach? Five, six days? They paid 1200 which so. that seems a bit high for me. But um, you got enough people to stay in it, you know? Yeah. A couple yeah. hundred bucks a piece. That's, you know, you get six guys in there. That's That's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I mean, do it. We, we drop take, it off, we, pick it up, everything. We can take my camper. Let's do it next year. Yeah, I, I'm California friendly, missions compliant. <laughs> you guys heard? I was planning on taking my car hauler next time I go around. So. You better get that DPF It'd back on there. <laughs> 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 well, you know what the the stupid thing is in California: if you're pulling a trailer, any trailer, the speed limit's 55. Yep. yep. What? Yep. You can't go any more than 55. Yeah. Stupid. Could be a jet ski up to the big ass toy haulers. That's it. Fifty five. What's the speed limit? Yep. Like normally seventy. Uh, fuck seventy. Green flag race. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. yeah <laughs> it's green white checkers. What it is? Yeah, and they'll let you know when the red flags out because they stop all of a sudden too. They do, do yeah. The sun was setting and we were heading towards Vegas when we left on Sunday, and it, we're in a seventy. And, and I look down, I'm doing eighty five to ninety, and it, it's not bumper to bumper, but everybody's bobbing and weaving and moving, and then then it slows down. Once you get to Vegas, it slows back down to a normal pace. But yeah, mm. stupid crazy yeah. out there. We like, I'm glad did not you're abide driving by the 55 mile hour limit. No. 55 with a trailer. It's wild, dude. One time, Scooter and I were bombing around in California in our old HHR, which is like a fucking smaller version of a PT cruiser, the Chevy PT cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Came cruising along 875, 80 miles an hour, right over to the top of this hill, and traffic was stopped. Like oh, nice. instantly, and we just had to lock them up. And then you're sitting there, and you're you're so paranoid. Someone's gonna come over that hill and just start a chain reaction of <laughs> assholing <laughs> and just plowing into each other. But it never happened. It's wild. I had to follow. Uh, this isn't my tire popper, but basically is. There's construction on the interstate between here and Sturgis. Weird has been my whole life. Well, it's single lane for like a long ten, time, ten, ten miles. miles. Yeah. Um, every th- year guess what it'll be back next year Thursday, don't worry Thursday morning we all followed an HHR going fucking 28 miles an hour <laughs> oh <my. laughs> yeah <laughs> was that orange and silver that's probably Scooter's old one it was silver for sure <laughs> it was kind of dark and I'm like why did you buy that car and you like you forgot it snows here <laughs> no offense Scooter if that's what happened to you well not on the interstate 
Scooter once cut off a snowplow and took out the exit 12 sign. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that snowplow came out of nowhere. <laughs> the 4,000 strobe lights on it. <laughs> yeah. And a big yellow. Uh, well, Zach, you got anything else? Yeah, the, uh, the coolest part of the weekend for me was uh, on Sunday, I was washing my bike between motos because they did have pressure washers and stuff set up there. Damn. And uh, I was just kind of in my own little world, not paying attention. And out of the corner of my eye, I, uh, I saw somebody come walking up and stand there. And I look up, and it's the king himself, McGrath, standing there. Oh, yeah? And uh, he starts complimenting me on my bike and stuff. So that sweet old, old retro graphics and stuff. And bullshitted with me for a little bit. And he said, well, I need to wash my boots off real quick. So... I should uh, power wash his boots off and stuff. And he's asking me what classes I was riding and talking about how out of shape he is and stuff. And just kind of a cool, natural interaction. He's like, all right, well, good luck, man. Take it easy. And just took off. Hmm. It was pretty badass. Did you feel like a little kid again? Yeah. I'm like, you know, well, me and McGrath are pretty much best friends now. <laughs> <laughs> when, Sha- when Sean said he met him, I was like, yeah, he- Jeremy texted me and told me. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably listening to podcast right now so. yeah 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 like i said yeah, darling he's... was walking by as i was talking to him and he comes walking up to be like what the hell was that all about like, yeah, it's fine just talking with my my buddy jeremy <laughs> like i said he's just a humble guy out of the element i guess i heard he was like well i guess but i heard he was like that even in races but he's just like this that calm most approachable guy even clint said that when he first met him he goes I was starstruck because I, I knew who he was and I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to act around him. He goes, he's just super humble. Just talk to him like he was a normal guy. Yeah. Just like one of your buddies, one of your buddies. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's nice that those guys are still that way. Cause they could totally act like they're uh, A-list celebrities and you know, like, Hey, get off that power washer. I need to wash my boots quick. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, okay. You know, but <laughs> get off my washer scrub. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, fuck off. Exactly. It's okay. No worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I act now, Gage. So. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, right? Oh, they are all, all the bigger names that I saw were pretty cool. I mean, like Mike Brown was you know, just hanging out and stuff, and Doug Dubach was pitted out of his little box fan and just hanging out talking with everybody, and that dude still moves, too. I heard Dubach on, was hauling ass. heard on Pulp that Mike Brown freaked out on some guy number 555. I yeah, just, I watched that. <laughs> he was pissed. <laughs> well, Mike Brown, back in the day, man, he was wild. I mean, like... Sounds like he's still wild, dude. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he still is, but... Like, I guess back in the day, like, it was... It was crazy. What did 555 five, five do? I don't know. It must have, like... I don't know. I think he yeah, wouldn't get Mike out of the way or something. him on the last lap. And, yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't get out of the way, and, he, and Mike wanted it. Wanted him out of the way, so he got there and just revved the piss out of his engine. What the fuck was that all about? <laughs> Get out of my way. Yeah, wait, Is that Mike Brown like 60? Probably, dude. Damn. <laughs> I remember when like the first Great Outdoors movie came out, like way back in the day. I'm talking like early 2000s. He looked like he was 40 then. <laughs> and dude's still out there yeah. racing. Yeah, he made everybody. Well, and bad. I was watching his lap times, and they dropped like a second or two from the start of the race to the end of the race. Mine dropped like. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he legitimately has to be 
45, 50, though. I think he's 50. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got to be You all got there. computers right here in front of you. Like, someone check. We're trying not to sit on our phones during this podcast, Gage. Well, it takes like three seconds. trying to be in the moment. You got a mic? Didn't he race uh, enduro cross for a while? Yeah. Yep, yeah, he did. That's crazy. He's Extreme been indoor enduros and stuff. Doing stuff with Alden Baker and stuff right now, too, I think. Hmm. I Googled Mike Brown age. 87 years. Oh, damn. <laughs> wrong Mike Brown, though. Moving pretty good, then. You got to type MX after after the name. Mike yeah, Brown MX. He won just are, about everything. Are you telling me motocross it. isn't top search result? Dude, he's 50 years old. Yeah. I fucking called yeah. that. That dude can still move, and he and he makes it look easy, too. Mm, good for him. Yeah. Even Doug Dubach is... Doug Dubach's 59. Yep. Yeah. He, he even beat he tracked down... Yeah, he tracked down McGrath and passed him. Yep. Chris has no idea who Doug Dubach is. No. Dr. D? Dr. D. Dr. D. I was, just Dr. Stuck Dr. Exhaust. Exhaust. I was just stuck on 59. That's old as shit that's, to be bouncing around Glenn Howland. Ten more years and he's in his golden year. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> Dusty, you got oh, man, time, bro. Dad, that's 20 famous. years, dude. <laughs> yeah. You haven't even peaked yet, according Damn. to that, Dusty. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Dr. D exhaust, he's the guy that does all the Dr. D, all the stuff. Is he was a big developer guy for Yamaha too? Yeah. Is that him, Sean? Yeah. He's, he's short. short. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was surprised McGrath was as tall as he is. I mm. thought he was shorter. Yeah. But. Do you know Dalton Doolenhager is one inch taller than Alex Martin? <laughs> Are you serious? Think about that. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that tomorrow when I see him. Tolton Doolenhager, who is not even as tall as his handlebars, <laughs> <laughs> got one inch on Alex Martin, dude. <laughs> and they stuck Alex Martin on a 450. Yeah. <laughs> like, here you go, little buddy. <laughs> uh, don't tip over; you can't pick it up. <laughs> Did you see that picture? It was was that Anaheim or was it San Diego? He was standing beside his bike, and I thought his shoulders were like six inches above his seat. And I was like, that holy was, crap! That was so funny. The first time I ever saw them, like, why'd they give Alex a bigger bike? <laughs> How are, how got the large frame start blocks. They pretty tall. Have to be, dude. Well, they have to be. Crazy thing the, is, see height. height. No, they're just two bike stands sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is, like a one twenty five actually has a tallest seat height, and then the two fifty F, and then the um, two stroke is like right in there. And then the four fifty is actually the lowest seat height because it's the heaviest, right? Yep. So they the center of gravity to try to manipulate oh. it with with heights of the bike. Alex probably has like flat track suspension on it. It's <laughs> yeah. on the ground slammed. Like quarter stroke forks. Yeah. They're like, can, <laughs> is it legal for us to put 85 wheels on this thing? We can only run four pounds of pressure in these tires. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that picture of like him by a, like a Honda Victory? Mm-mm. Like a tiny little kid on a Honda Victory. And it's oh, supposed yeah. To him. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. That was funny. There's no springs in his forks. <laughs> like, you don't need those. Hmm. Well, Someone Zach, to drive with, we'll, uh, with we'll let you go. Are you racing tomorrow, Zach? <laughs> right. Oh, are you? Not on this one. Uh, Since I went off and played in California for a week, I got to get caught up on making cabinets. No. False. Hey. We got to keep that momentum going. Hey, I know a guy that wants a, that wants a pantry from you one of these days. Yeah, I've been meaning <laughs> to call you once a day for the last two weeks. <laughs> It's all good. We're not in a hurry. Who won the cabinets from the banquet? So you Mike, did? Mike yeah, yeah. Damn, son. Six hundred fifty-one dollars. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> <laughs> Drew heckled me out of another fifty-one dollars. So did you 50, see his? Did you see 50. his bed in there? Or his 
his uh, when he put his amount in there. So Amanda Berry went and put her money in, and Mike came in at a dollar above her, and he was trying to protect it. He's like, Amanda, don't look at the paper. <laughs> but Drew's like, you got to do fifty dollars increments. So I went and scratched my six hundred one out and put six fifty one. Yeah, just to make it legal. That was cool. I think Troy talked her out of that one. He was like, No, we don't need cabinets. Ours look just fine. Let Mike have it. <laughs> he won that battle. <laughs> I think I bid on a leaf blower, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Or a vacuum or something. Did yeah. you win it? No, it got to forty dollars and I got scared. <laughs> like I've never even heard of that brand. Might not even be a leaf blower. They had some cool stuff up there. I, I was like, nah, I don't I don't want any of it. You're getting a pantry though, Mike, huh? Yeah. Hopefully, Zach. I need one of those. Yep. Mm. Yeah, we do too. Zach, when it's done, just call me and I'll deliver it to Mike. <laughs> I'll swing by on my way back from work and t- I'll make sure it gets to Mike. I'll say this for you, Zach. You just no deal. Use the crane on your service truck. Yeah, I'll just crane <laughs> it in my truck and wrap it up all nice and I'll drive straight to Sturgis and promise blow, I'll stop. Blow a hole through my ceiling so we can put it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I could Sound store it at my house for a little bit too, Mike, if you're not quite ready for it. No, we're ready now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go through the side wall, just look a hole. Well, Zach, uh, thanks for picking up. Yep. Sounds like you guys had a good time. I think we're going to – I want to go next year. I say all that now, but I kind of do. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. done. Scooter said we can go, so there, we're down. There's a lot of people talking like they want to go, but – Right. Well, I we'll think see. you guys needed to uh, break the seal. It was a good time. you don't really know what you're getting into, right? Yeah. And like I said, Bill's gone before. Mike Lafferty's gone a couple times. And you just don't know until you go. And it, even regardless, I know, let's say McGrath won't be there next time or any of those other guys, I'd still go. It, the just the the race itself and, and the environment was a blast. I bet you we could talk Cody Cole off into going too. Oh, he definitely go. Scott, you just got to tell Scotty yeah, about Scott, it. Scott, Scotty's gonna be down there prepping all of our gates, changing tires. He'll be right there. Be honest, that's probably the ride there. Scotty yeah. be like, oh, we'll hook the camper up now. I bet you're right, dude. <laughs> Put the word out tomorrow during the races. Yeah, I'll hey, squeeze, Scotty, squeeze something in there. Eight thirty in the morning, I'm over there chumming up Scotty. <laughs> How do you feel about California? <laughs> yeah, I know the state sucks, but there's a race there. Yeah, right. Yeah. The only downfall is I had the same pickup as Scotty, and it comes with a 25 gallon fuel tank. It's fun. Yeah, that's how Bill's truck was too. But we put a 60 gallon flip tank in the bed, so that that's helps. What we'll have to there do. Dusty, you remember when we took that thing to Colorado? Oh, my God. We had to stop it literally because not that we were out of fuel, but the gap between gas stations, <laughs> if you skipped one, was yeah, too big. It's literally every stop. Yeah. We were rolled into one, and that pickup said 15 miles till empty. Yeah. Hot Springs, Lusk, Wheatland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I rolled into Mitchell down in Nebraska, and it just said low fuel, and then it just stopped. It didn't say anything anymore. I was on complete vapors. Mine, um... On the way to Billings, we got just into, you know how it goes, like South Dakota, Wyoming real quick, and then Montana. Yep. We just got, like, out of Wyoming, and the pickup said, for deaf, said 600 and some miles till, you know, D-rate. Sure. I'm like, cool. We go literally 20 more miles. It says 150 miles till D-rate. I'm like, oh, damn, son. Jeez. (laughs) Something the first, happened. The first time I had my truck, I drove with it. And, it, you know, the def wasn't doing anything because it all bases it off of how much you labor it or how much, you know, like if you're towing something, it obviously uses more. Yeah. So I was staying all full forever. And I'm like, oh, this stuff's awesome. Well, I go get my camper for the first time and we start coming back. And I didn't realize that I was down to like a quarter of a tank. And I was like, oh, because I wasn't paying attention to it. And I was like, oh, shit, this thing's going to start going into limp mode here pretty quick. 
course I filled it up. Well, now I don't worry about it because I deleted it. But yeah, that scared me because I was like, I'm out in the middle of nowhere with this yeah. camper. I just do not want to go into limp mode at 10 miles an hour, whatever Dude, it is. When you put a trailer on them, it opens up the floodgates. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. it did. It just eats it up. So I don't have to worry about it now. I'm just like, whatever. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'll get there when it's time. Right. <laughs> Zach, thanks again, man. Uh, are you going to go tomorrow at all? Are we going to see you? Uh, maybe. Kind of depends on how much I get done. All right. Well, if it's if Mike's cabinet's holding you up, just forget about it. Come come watch races. Sounds good. All right. We'll catch you later, man. Thanks. See you, Zach. Right, later. later. I forgot Zach won the cabinet. That Mike won Mike won the cabinet. Mac. Mike. 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 Mike won the cabinet. Yeah. Good for him. Dusty, you should have for the banquet put up a bid for like to have a deck built. Then I would have bid on that. <laughs> I would outbid Mike. I, I, re- I wouldn't even have time. I really need one. <laughs> when Dusty, when I was redoing my front deck because it like fell apart, I went and got all the wood and I like kind of started. And I'm not good with wood. I don't understand how you buy shit crooked and make it stay straight. Like I don't understand it. <laughs> I agree, Chris. <laughs> so I'm right there with you, buddy. Finally, I called Dusty. Then he comes over, and the second he got there, like I'm trying to help because it's my deck. But I'm just in the fucking way. I hate that. <laughs> like, I'm completely in the way. And he's like, why do you have a left-handed saw? And I'm like, what? didn't know you could get a right-handed saw. Yeah. I hate yeah. those. Yeah, was that was funny. Like an hour and a half later, brand new deck on the front. Yeah. Dusty, you going to come over and build me a deck? Uh, he's got to do I mine mean, first, dog. <laughs> I mean, get in line, I guess. <laughs> Take a number. I've been waiting three years now. Gee. Well. Not waiting on Dusty. Yeah, I just I haven't say, bought anything. Yeah. Kind of need to buy that material before I can get in there. I just I, need a staircase. Probably the worst That's the part hard part, bro. That, that seems like the worst part of it. It is. That's the, the hard part. part. Fuck. But it depends. If it's against the house, it's not bad. I'll get I'll get the shit built or bought. I'm going to have to take a second mortgage out apparently, though. Yeah, I'd wait till it crashes. It's like seven hundred dollars for one two by six. It's a lot better now, though. Is it? Mm-hmm. Cool. It's getting better. Um, last indoor race. What'd you guys think, Drew? How'd you do? Uh, I don't really remember. Not that great. Oh man, dude! You trying to pass Ryan Peters? Were you ahead of him? Were you behind him? Uh, you were ahead of him. I got the whole shot, and then he passed me. And then uh, he kind of messed up, so I tried to get under him by that rhythm section. And I was right there with him, and then he pulled out a sea rider move and cross jumped me, and then I just <laughs> high sided and crashed. There so was I blame him. Um, it was the turn right before the straightaway, mm-hmm. back to the finish line. You could have like cleaned him out bad, and I thought you were gonna, and I was getting really excited. It, it looked like for like point one second, it looked like True was gonna t bone him, yep, just gonna murder him, send him back to the start gate. I, I did not he, expect him to just cut across from the far right to the far left at all from an a rider like him. At all. Did not expect it. Calling you out, Ryan. Oh, I talked to him after the race, too. It was insane. You know when he rode by by us, he was waving his finger like, no, no, not today. Yeah, I don't know what he's thinking. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cool of him to do, actually. (laughs) Pull your hand off. Nope. (laughs) It was fine. I still got third. But the first race, I passed Scotty Nelson three times, and none of them stuck. Well, I got sixth right after the pay mark because the only top five get paid. Oh, yeah. Nice. That sucked. Do you think, let's say you're in the exact same scenario tomorrow 
you gonna pull the trigger on Ryan? Yep. him? Absolutely. He wow. told me to. He said next time just take me out. So okay. Wow. Is that a game that you really want to start though? I know, but he's he told me to do it, so I guess I'll do it. <laughs> he started in like practice, almost took me out. And then Chris put that in a video so that it looked like I beat him. <laughs> yeah. Do you so, appreciate that? Yeah, very, very much. <laughs> Taking shit out of context. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put a clip of practice right at the end of the video. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm Drew going around him. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I'm like, oh, look at this gem here. No one knows, right? There's a checkered flag. What do you think, Mike? That vet race was insane. Oh, man. I've never been that pumped up about a vet race, to be honest. Who was? Um, Schroeder was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Donald Anthony was up there. Anthony was the other yeah. one. No, no, no. It's Donald. Donald Schroeder. Donald who was, who was the other one? I don't remember. I just remember Schroeder got the win. And I, yeah. I've i just never been that jazzed up about a vet race before. Cause the dude, the amount was, they cut each other off. and It was a good yeah. race. It was awesome. Forth, yeah. I'm like pretty pumped to watch it tomorrow. I hope both those guys are there. Uh, Donald won't be racing. He's working. Oh man! His kids will be racing. So that's they were screwed. Hmm? We're screwed. That's all right. Uh, I'm just gonna try (laughs) to survive the whoops. That's you gonna race tomorrow, Sean? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, I got to keep the title going. That's what I've been told. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Dusty, you're in. Yeah, the beginner I'm in. title. Yeah. I'm going to collect your money again, Dusty. <laughs> That's fine. I forget about it every time anyway. <laughs> yeah, I held on for his money for the entire month until Derek's wedding and gave it to him. I, I gave it to Derek. I was talking oh, yeah. to uh, Grable today. Justin. He's like, is Dusty? Or he's like, are you racing tomorrow? I'm like, no, Justin. I'm not. <laughs> I'm working. I got shit to two. do all day. He's like, "Well, Dusty is." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "He said he's gonna try." And I said, "That's what he told me too." He goes, "He says that every time." And then one guy passes him. He goes, "Ah, oh, fuck! It. I'm just gonna throw whips." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much throwing whips is so much more fun than racing, though. It is. I don't even know if you have to get past. Someone just has to show you a front wheel, and you're like, "Ah, screw it." <laughs> I'm over it by then. Just crowd him in one corner. He like, gives up. Yeah, he's like, ah, this is too much work. <laughs> yeah, taking him out. Let me check you out, Dusty. Just yeah. those whips. Take me, like, just stuff me around the, the whoops. Like, <laughs> hang me wide. Okay. So he has to go around him? <laughs> yeah. Push your way out into I can no man's land. And, and then so let, much him, energy. let him pass you, and then next time around the whoops, do the same thing. Yeah. Just, like, do, like, a really slow washout on the corner before the whoops, and then pick your bike up and just, like, kind of ride around them, you know, get going again, and then... Like, dab your foot, like, six, eight times in the corner. <laughs> yeah. And still not quite make that first whoop, and then you go around all the other ones. Yeah. I'll do that. Just make up a different thing for every time to go around them. <laughs> yeah, I was told I could take breaking bumps once. at an angle and just go... <laughs> like, one time, just, hit like... Hit the first three, then bounce out of them, like, oh, I don't know. Come into the corner all super slow, looking at your front wheel like there's an issue or something. And go yeah, moves. maybe like get off and like push on your back tire a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just inside, like flicking your clutch. Like I don't know. Yeah, the classic like keep looking at your shifter. <laughs> you know something's wrong with this thing. <laughs> Rev it a couple times. Like, I don't know, dude. I'll try. I'll try anything. That's good strategy. Good strategy, boys. We will announce your excuses every lap, too. <laughs> Something's wrong with oh, Gardner. Gardner with an issue again. <laughs> again. The same great. section. Has he got a flat tire? <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll produce the excuses. You just do the body movements. And we'll come up with the <laughs> I'll listen for them. Just call it on the way in. Back tire's looking a little low. Oh, he's checking it. <laughs> just pull a dungeon and reach down for your shifter like it's bent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something's wrong with this thing. Uh, 
the rhythm before, like in the air, like maybe unclip a boot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get off, clip it back in and go around. Oh, jeez, All so, over the place today. So, Chris, I got a question for you. Okay. Decide a uh, new bike or refresh the old? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I thought you'd have a decision by now. No, I started looking at who had new bikes and no. looking like somewhere in Montana. Yeah. Here's the dilemma. Let's hear it. Rebuild my bike mm-hmm. and convert the suspension because I want to do that real bad. It's awesome. Or what, spring or? What? Yeah, to spring. Get the air fork out of it. Suzuki has spring forks. I know. <laughs> but I rode Dusty's gas gas. Hold on, Chris. What if I tell you, you could go out and find yourself an RMZ 450 for like fifty five to 6000 And new. then you could put an additional sixty five to five thousand dollars into it and still be cheaper than a new i thought gym. about that but i would rather and you could get <laughs> they come stock with spring fork i thought about that thing. you could start out with a spring fork and then the only thing though you're gonna have to kick it i thought about fuck this shit i'm out i thought about that <laughs> then i was like but you could buy a ktm and then stick that seven thousand you were gonna waste on that suzuki into that ktm oh so you're at what Fourteen thousand dollars for your bike. Can't take Way it more worth that. every fucking oh, yeah. penny. Can't take it with you, Mike. Way more than that. Can't take it with you. So it's either rebuild mine and switch the suspension, depending on price. Gage didn't help me with that in a good way, but a bad way. Or buy a new one and just convert the suspension. Have you done any suspension on yours yet? No. Nothing. Not even gold valve or anything. Nope. Oh, I'll stock. I told you to I ride mine. Didn't you switch springs? Let's just resprung in the back. Yeah, well, that's it. Get, I thought you were on a cowie kick there for a little while. Not me. Mm, never, which, never owned a cowie. No, but I thought you were talking about getting a cowie. That special racer. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Can't find one. Mm. The SR. Call Eric. Yeah, say call Gages. Eric was supposed to send five of them to the shop, and he never did. Oh, I think yeah, we parted those out. Yeah. And then Gage gave me the quote for to rebuild mine and switch the suspension, and it, like. To be honest, it wasn't enough. So when he'd be like, yeah, it's six grand. I'd be like, oh, okay, new bike. <laughs> but it wasn't enough. Yeah, it's kind of hard to justify a new bike and that. And yeah. Then you can just rebuild it and new suspension. So I don't know. Or you can so, find a deal like Dusty got. And it sounds like a new bike. I'm to trying to talk Clint into buying a KTM and put all this cool shit on it and, and sell it cheap. Yeah. Logan Austin Ford's bike. It's 21 with 40 hours on it. There you go. Where is it? Rapid. What did he want for it? Like eight? It's yeah. 75 he, or something. Yeah, he Seven, was 75. 75. He's got all the stuff done to it? It's got gold valves. It's got gold valves. Spring conversion? No. No, to get converted. That's not much more to do it from that. I mean, he's already got the major part of it done. Is Okay, is rollover bikes not a thing anymore? Are we done with that? Can you still find rollovers? Uh, if know. they're yellow, yeah, all day long. It's hard I to find them. I you got to look around. At probably <laughs> definitely have to go to state for them. I'm thinking. Fuck! I found Minnesota. mine in my local town, same town I worked in. It was great. Did it over lunch hour. <laughs> How do I mute your mic? Let's unplug it. Because mine new was 87. Sheesh. Rollover. Rollover. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's stuck in my head. Like I don't. I don't want to buy. Um, Logan's for eight or whatever he wants. Yeah, but the market's up. I know. Yeah. You'd have to look around. I don't know. I, I see a lot out in Minnesota that they have the rollovers. They have them for a pretty good price. Decisions, decisions. 
It's, it's hard finding. It sounds bikes like right you're going to be a new bike goof in here pretty soon, though. I don't know, man. I, I say rebuild it and then get a new bike later. We can swap all your shit over. It will. It'll it'll go over to the new ones. Oh, no even, harm, no foul. Then. Even Clint told me with mine, it'll go over. The only thing that probably wouldn't would be the twenty threes. Yeah, and the rear suspension. Oh, just the rear. The rear won't won't go over, but the front will. Oh. Yeah. So so my uh, my linkage and the knuckle on the rear won't go over. That, those are different. New shock on the new one. Yeah, it's a new shock. So they that's totally different. But he said the front, the triple clamps, all that will mm. should should smooth, switch over. And if the triple clamps don't, those those aren't too bad. Do you know my Suzuki still have s- stock suspension on it? Yeah, so does my KTM. Wild. And it still blows your knees out. <laughs> has nothing to do with suspension. <laughs> How was your ride day the other day, Mike? Dude, I had a blast. That's good seeing you back on the bike, though. Couldn't have been happier. It's been a while. You were just walking around smiling for a while. It was awesome. Having a good old fucking day. I yeah. saw some pics of you there. You're looking good. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my gosh. So he, te- I sent him the pictures. He texts me, no idea I pulled my foot off the peg. Really? And like one <laughs> of the, pretty sweet one of the pictures, he's like, kung fu fighting at the camera. Yeah. He's like, I didn't know I put, pulled my foot off the peg. In my head, my feet stay on the pegs the whole time. Sure. They don't. Not at all. No. That's one of the coolest feelings though, when you're floating and it's just, it just comes off naturally like that. That yeah. pick was sick. Was sick. I saw that. I was that like, one is, unless go. you straight jump, it's almost always off. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like In my brain, my feet stay right on my pegs. So why letting Dusty throw better whips though, man? He's got me covered for sure. <laughs> Home court advantage, I think. But I'm there every day. <laughs> I've ridden once every six, yeah. a little less than every six months. We'll say once every Four and a half months I've been riding. The last time he rode my house. Yeah. Jeez. In Mike's defense, dude, he had some pretty snappy ones. No, I've seen the pictures. They were good. Yeah. I was just trying to poke the bear. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, though. <laughs> I need to challenge someone for butt whips because I can't whip for shit. <laughs> some of those Chris, pictures, let's go. Some of those videos of Dusty, some of those whips were dude, Dusty uh, gets like some, on point. He those gets are, it. And your feet stay damn near on the pegs the whole time. Like, like I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Yours do stay on the pegs. They do. Yeah. It yep. looks clean and crisp. Yep. That's what I want. I try to keep it tight. That's what I'm doing in my brain, but I guess not. You're kicking. Yeah. Hmm. With the left. I asked you like three years ago why you pull your leg off. I don't, dude. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kicking, I, and I don't mean to put your... Uh, yeah, Mike you're, does have a Suzuki. You're, <laughs> Is that what you meant? No. <laughs> I don't mean to put your boyfriend down here, Chris, but Troy rode my bike on his track. He reached down for the Kickstarter. I was like, no, Troy. It doesn't work <laughs> No, like no, no, that. Troy. You just push the button. Didn't he order a new bike? It's uh, sitting in his garage right now. Oh, did you get it? Is he, he went, racing tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. He said he wanted to go get it. He went out today. So he drove out to Sioux Falls and got it and brought it back. I don't know if he's going to. He's racing. If what he's he, doing that, he's racing the damn thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. Did he go with KTM or what? Yeah. 300? Yes, sir. Mm. He's like, 250. <laughs> it says 300 right on the bike. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. That's all right. No one listens. No one, anyway. no one really cares. He's already yeah. told everyone anyways. Yeah. They all started That's to show mic. up. My buddy in Montana got his, too, a couple mm. of days ago. Well, it's vet open, so like. Race whatever, yeah, and you could still race in 450. The only thing is, couldn't race in the 250. You could do the two stroke class and outdoor still, yep. From what I hear, the 300 is basically a 450, you not can, like power wise, but like the way it lugs. You yeah. can lug it, yep. yep. Use the low end power instead of top end power, yeah. yeah. That's the weird 250 two strokes are like that too for KTM. It's all low, it tapers off really fast, yeah. Mm. 
the power delivery. I was next to a guy on the, on the gate out there in California. He had a 250. He said it had more power than he needed, but that thing was a was a beast off the gate. Mm-hmm. Like he took off. I watched him take. I was like, holy crap! He was gone. Yeah, sounded really good though too. That's one thing I miss about racing is starts. Fuck, do I love doing starts? I don't know what it is, but like that little, a little shot of adrenaline that you get when the thirty second board goes up, and like that little tingle in your nuts. You're just like, yeah, I miss that. I was surprised that that one. Not to keep going back to that, but that that start when you're on the gate with almost 40, 40 people. I wasn't nervous at all. It was just it, it was a it was just a rush. Like here we do ours. You know, you got four or five, maybe eight guys, ten guys. That's nervous to me. But when you got almost 40 guys on a gate and you just take off that was intense it was just like a full focus just oh yeah i gotta do everything right yeah yeah it it changes i I know what you mean it's it was it was weird i almost felt like i was like one of the pros out there like they do just because you could you can see everybody you can feel them and just hear everything and i was like wow this is what it feels like just riding on one of those tracks that'll make you feel like a pro like yeah just like they're so wide right like that instantly makes you feel like you're on a pro track because it's super wide oh that gate is is huge especially Glen Helen. i mean that thing's got to be i don't know a couple hundred feet wide it's it's crazy yeah. same thing at washougal like i know yeah. we both rode washougal and yeah you, you get there and you're like okay this is an epic track like you know just that thought of or even going down to like millville same thing yeah colorado yeah all that stuff it's just yeah. like dang yeah, that's intense yeah thunder valley when you're riding it you're like okay i'm at this you know epic track that's you know got ton of history you know a bunch of names have been on this so this makes you feel like i gotta perform better because we're on this you know right i'm glenn helen that's been part of the circuit for years i mean it hasn't been the last couple years but you know prior to that i mean it was on the national circuit for a long time yeah they uh ernie told me why they they took it away um they don't get along with somebody there's something there's like yeah it's kind of like ryan and and david coombs yeah (laughs) Davey yeah. Coombs doesn't get along with him. Yeah, yeah. He's the like, promoter of the AMA motocross or whatever. It's no. too bad that some of that politics has to play into it, but it is life, so. Yeah. Definitely cool, though. Yeah, I'd like to go next year. Well, it's nice that they're still having events like that, though, that still showcase the track, and it gets in the papers, you know, or in, in the magazines and on online. Yep. Where's it? It is a national or international event on that one, you know. Yeah, they still do. Uh, the next one is 24 hours of Glen Helen, and then they do the Day in the Dirt there as well. Yeah, that so would be a fun event too. I think. I, I bet Day of Dirt would Day in the Dirt would be a really good event. Yeah. And I, it's funny when I remember trying to think about this that track. So the start is intense, but when you come back after the way they loop it back into when you go back on the start straight, and I've watched the pros like when they come back in and go, and I'm like, why are they going so wide? And and I I felt it coming down uh, like I'd, I'd click third and go and then just hammer it and try to click fourth or even fifth, and that bike is just pushing and pushing and pushing. It would just want to go all the way out to the bank. I couldn't even hold it in tight enough to make it want to turn. Even if it if I thought about it, it just it just kept forcing itself out. So you'd almost have to back off or cut tighter and go straight. But then it's like okay, that's why those guys weren't you know that you'd see them go out wide and i'm like these are pros why aren't they holding tighter and you know staying instead of going way out and that's why but yeah that's that place is a rush well especially if you can hold that momentum and just keep it going instead of trying to cut and then come 
Cut straight back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can hold that momentum. You're going to still beat the guy that's trying to square it up, yep. I guess. So. Yeah. Well, there's some chop in there, too, that would kick you all over. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah. once you get, when the track gets really, really yeah. rough. Yeah. If we could get a group together, I think it would be awesome. It, it, it was the camaraderie that we had together, just anywhere like that is a blast. But on a, on a level, on that, that kind of level, it was like no other. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of those things you're like, yep, bucket list. There you go. Yeah, well, and especially go down there and and be able to pull metal, you know, and, and yeah, to get a win, dude, yeah. that's badass. How come you didn't wear your metal in here? It's right here. What's I in keep, a pouch? I keep it wrapped up. Oh, damn, that's a big ass fucking metal, too. Big yeah, ass metal. Right. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, dude, congratulations. Thank like, you. Thank you. That's something to be really proud of. I mean, I mean, none of us have been to anything like that and done so. Yeah. Yeah, the guys put the pressure on me too because I mean they were all doing great. Don't get me wrong, the track was intense and it was rough. How me out of all those guys pull the metal? I don't I don't understand because I would have thought Zach because that dude is is fast and Bill Stork is still fast at his age. Mm-hmm. He's sixty and that dude can roll. Oh yeah, absolutely. But to to for they're like, all right, now we just need you to pull it out, Sean. You're you're the come on, let's bring some hardware home. You're the I'm guy. Like, you're I'm the like, guy. I'm like, what? Not me. I just happened to be lucky on my motos, and I got the good starts and stayed up front. But, yeah. So first first through third, well, maybe fifth. I know first through third gets uh, gets the medals. Um, so yeah. I got that plus the straw hat that says champion on it. And I'm like, oh, just a hat? Because third place got a medal, and it's bronze, but he got like a can of fuel. But then I thought, well, the hat would probably last longer, and it says champion on it kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Did you bite it and see if it's real gold or no? I should have taken a picture too. Yeah, <laughs> but they do. They they take your picture, um, with it. Um, only first place gets their. Well, no, I take it back. Every every place gets their picture taken or no. But then they they I don't know they do something. Then they they uh, they'll put in their records that I was the winner of that class, and they'll have my picture with it. That's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's so that's kind of cool. cool. Kind of make you feel a little special. Like the record book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it all in all, the event was was pretty rad. I, I thought it was done pretty well. It's improving. They're doing more and more each year to make it better and smoother. Um, the hardest part was when you're in line waiting for your gate and they're calling off numbers. The first guy they call, like they'll say 188, let's say they call Mike, and he'll fire his bike up and then everybody else fucking fires their bikes up and you can't hear anything. You're like, what? Huh? So, and my gate pick should have been pretty quick because I went one, two. So my third one should have been like maybe top six at worst. I got called like 35th. I was like, what happened? So I think there was another 31 in there and I just missed my Damn. my pick. So <laughs> I, I got a good pick though and on the gate and I still was like top three off the start, which just got lucky. But well, you think at that level, like they'd have like a board, like a electronic board or something where they'd show the number as they're calling it. Like, sure. I mean, it's like, okay, we're at the vet nationals, the world nationals. Like you think they'd up the game other than someone on the mic, like trying to yell names. Cause they got to yeah. know, I mean, visions at that point is way more than, than hearing. You can't hear shit, especially yeah. when you got a bunch of old vet guys. Like my hearing is already bad. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Well, and they had staging one, two, three, and I got up there. And I thought, okay, I'm a stage. I know, I know my class is right here, but I'm going to get up in this one and stage so I can get up because I knew my gate pick was earlier. And I ended up being like three classes earlier than I was supposed to be. I'm like, what the hell? Where did all these other classes come from? And they're, they just, they, you can't hear them. So it'd be nice if they had, because they asked you in a survey, they said, what do you think we can do to improve? And I was like, how about something that says, okay, class 
13 or Moto 13 is here, Moto 15 is here, you know, Moto whatever's here in this thing so people understand where to go. Or even have pre-staging where it's like, okay, you guys pre-stage and you can kind of get in line approximately where you're at. Well, that's what it was. It was the pre-staging, but they it was just so congested. I mean, it worked out, but still. No, I mean, like if you're, say, you know you're in the top five, you can pre-stage somewhere in the top five. Where like, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, even at the MRA, like they have cones. So like if, uh, you know, when you're in the third row, you don't have to be in your exact spot, but like if you're around in the third row, right. like everyone pulls up and they kind of know where they're at, you know, so that way... You know, it's a little less confusing. But. Sure. One guy showed up on the gate. His gate, they were fired up. They were getting ready to go. And uh, he shows up, and he's looking around for a spot to get in the gate. And I was like, <laughs> what a way to show up for your race, dude. <laughs> I just figure all the time, money, and effort spent, you know, like you want to at least get your gate picked. Yeah. There's some, uh, I, I tell you what, there's some people there, too, that don't let handicap get in the way. 45-plus intermediate, the one before me, the dude had one eye missing. His right eye was gone. He had a piece of uh, towel, paper towel stuck in his eye socket. And he was intense. He was like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. And yeah, I guess his he was like top 20. Yeah. He just shoved a paper towel in there? Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel it, like was, it was creepy looking, but the dude could ride. That's a man's man. That's like your only option is just to shove a paper towel in there? Yeah. I'll probably just to keep, you know, like uh, stuff sand. from getting in there, sand and stuff. Because it's, it's not dirt. It's sand. Yeah. It's like a, like it's like eye, a really heavy. But like sand. an eye patch or like. Yeah, that's what I thought. Why not put an eye patch on there? But. Prosthetic? I don't know. And then another guy was riding open face helmet. Old school open face helmet with uh. goggles. Some guys no gloves. I'm like, you guys are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and they, this wasn't but, a vintage class. This was the actual on 450s. They were, yeah, they were like, in 450s, yeah. And there was, I think the oldest, I don't know 100% the oldest guy, but I know there was a guy that was at least 72. Jeez. Getting it. Yep. Just going after badass. Yeah. I remember it was years ago, but I think they said something that they had at least have three in the class to make it a class. They had three guys in the 80 plus class. That's they had an 80, they had an 80 plus class that they were out there. See, if those guys are bitching about somebody not having an electric start, I get it. But all you fuckers, (laughs) Jesus, half their age, (laughs) under half their age, quarter of their age, Chris, looking your way. My my hip doesn't work like that anymore. I don't know why you're looking at me. You're the only one at this table with kickstart gauge, uh, gauge, Drew. Gauge, do you have to kick your street bikes since that's what you do now? Uh, no, I don't. Well, see, Gage is in. When you break out that YZ250? Yeah. yeah. I, I actually rode it a couple weeks ago. Nice. Suck it, Chris. I'd bump start it before I kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. I live on a hill. <laughs> Take the kicker off and get one of them hill climb drills to start it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got anything else? That's about all I had. No. Mm. How long have you been riding, Sean? I uh, started when I was, uh, I was thinking about this just today. Probably, I think I started when I was six, six or seven. Oh, dang. KDX. So you've been doing it for a long time? A little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a big break in between, but I started on the KDX 80. Didn't you live in California for a while? Mm-hmm. Born and yeah. raised Sacramento, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we moved all, kind of all around, but so I rode a lot, of, a lot of trails. Didn't really get to do tracks, so railroads, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was, it was fun. Yeah, I got to ride a few tracks as I got older, but Sean and I raced each other for quite a while. Yeah, you guys through the SCMA. I watched you guys race each other a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Read some good battles. I tried to kill Gage one time. 
Jesus. Like with, still like with a dirt bike or like well, just in public? Was it, so we were at Reli- it? Reliance. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Reliance or Lemon. I couldn't remember. I knew it was black dirt, though. Yeah. It was in the whoops, right? Uh, the rollers, the rollers on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, I was dude, riding with a blown out knee. Yeah. That's when I blew my knee out that time because my knee, knee brace was shot and I wasn't sure what ones I was going to go to next. And then it was the second day of the race. It was a two-day race at Reliance. I blew my knee out in practice. And I was like, well... Whatever. You know, I went up and talked to the... Still got one more. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I, I went up to the, the physical therapist there, and I was talking to him, or, you know, medics. And they're like, well, it can't get any worse. So whatever damage is done is done. And I was like, well, what's my options? They're like, we can wrap it up and, and suffer the pain, or you can go home. And I was like, well, we're wrapping it up. How'd, so you, I, how'd you kick your bike? It was my left knee. Oh. Mm. And then, so the first motos that day, I just kind of kind of let everyone go. I mean, I was, I was launching, but I wasn't really launching hard. You know, I was like, kind of like, well, we'll just kind of see. And I was playing around with second motos. I was like, well, hell, we're here. Let's try it. And I actually pulled a good start. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, that's like second or third in the whole shot. And I was like, well, let's try. And Sean was behind me. And he's, I could feel him catching me, you know, because I think, Birch just got around me. Yeah. And Sean was right behind, and I could feel him pulling me in and stuff. Well, I, is right before those rollers, you could go all the way outside, or you could go inside, and I went to do that inside rut, and I came up, and the bike kicked weird, and I went to pull it back, and I couldn't because my knee was out. And I was, like, trying to pull it, and I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And so I couldn't really get it back. Landed, swapped, and crashed. And Sean had gone outside, and he was planning on coming back to the inside so that he could set up a pass on me on the next corner before that triple uphill. And I'd gone down. I was picking my bike up, and he plowed right in the back. I had no choice. <laughs> I had nowhere to go. <laughs> I had no choice. Because he was planning ahead, like trying to set something up, and I had already gone down. And it's just the way it worked out, you know. I and watched this happen, too, and I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to hurt. <laughs> so I think he broke like three or four ribs on me. <laughs> and so I'm like, here I am with a blown out knee. Doing and the, then Doing the. Yeah. <laughs> and I figured I just got the wind knocked out of me, you know. So I, I try to get off the track and then he comes up. He's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know, like didn't say it like that. Like, yeah, I'm good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right. So he goes and gets back on his bike and takes off. And then uh, I sat there for about a lap or two, and I finally got back on the bike and finished the race with like three or four broken ribs and a blown out knee. And then... <laughs> um, Someone should have just put him out of his misery for, right there. For what? <laughs> but, well, it's like I, I could still get some points. But anyway... <laughs> um, the jackets, dude. We ended up driving home, and by the time we got home, well, I told Sarah like we gotta we gotta like pull over and, and get some. I gotta self medicate, like get some beer, whatever. <laughs> we got a six pack. I drank like not even half a beer, and I got sick. Like I started getting sick. I was like, I like put the cap back on, put it back, and like I can't do this. And by the time we got back to rapid, I felt like the, my whole side was set on fire. Was internal bleeding, and uh, went home, went to bed, got up the next day, went to the hospital to check out my blown out knee. And then <laughs> it is internal bleeding. Went home, went to bed. 
Yeah. <laughs> to get my knee looked at the next day. Yeah. Well, oh, my whole side was swelled up. I mean, it was sticking way out. And I go in the doctors that tell them about my knee, you know, and they checked it out. And like, yeah, I tore, you know, MCL and whatever. And they're like, you look like you're moving pretty sore. I'm like, yeah, my back kind of got screwed up. So I pulled up my shirt and I had tire marks all the way up my back <laughs> from his front tire center punching me. And so like, well, let's take some x-rays. And they, they told me I like broke like three or four ribs. And then uh, they asked if I was anemic. And I'm like, uh, I've never been told I'm an anemic, you know. But my blood count was like way off. So then they um, did some a CAT scan or MRI or something. But anyway, they, they're like, yeah, you're bleeding out in two places internally. <laughs> so they told Sarah to like mark all, like she had to measure my waist, mark where she's measuring it. And if it got any bigger, like she's supposed to bring me back in because that means it wasn't like self-healing. So I never had to have surgery or nothing, but yeah, I was bleeding out in a couple spots. And <laughs> the, the beer didn't patch it up, huh? No. Well, like I said, I had like half of it and I was like, I, I can't, like I started getting sick. I couldn't do it. What the hell? That scared the crap out of me because I, I don't even know. It happened so fast and I was watching it and I'm like, no, Gage. And it, it just, <laughs> it happened and, and I felt bad because the way he came out, I knew that Rut was going to line him up just a little bit outside. Even though he went inside, he'd push him out a little bit and I could cut inside and do the pass through the rollers, but it kicked him funny. And, and I, and I mean, I had nowhere to go because I was already committed and I was third gear and I just let it, let her eat and I was, you know, going for it. <laughs> and I hit him hematoma on my hand and my bike's all way off in yonderland and then by the time i got going i'm waving down sarah i'm like go get him he's not good so <laughs> and i did i tried to finish too but sounded a malicious intent from what i heard but you know teach their own i told them to give me better deals in the shop <laughs> <laughs> i want free race gas i felt so bad his whole body the whole side was bruised up and i was like no yeah. how did you end up out here sean for sdma no, in, into the area. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, how to end up? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, military. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, so I went in. Uh, my parents were like, "We're not putting you through college." I'm like, "Good," because I don't want to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> go to go well, to school, kids. Agreement on that. So, <laughs> um, so I went in the military, and I was uh, six years in California, which was I was like 45 minutes from home. I uh, did my year in Korea, and then I ended up here. Finished off 13 years here. Retired here. Stuck around, huh? Stuck around, yeah. Darn kids. Yeah. You know, you have them things, yeah, and they, they kind of keep you around a little bit. Met your wife here then? Yep. Yep. Yep, met her here, and, and we've got three girls together. Yeah. All brats. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 They're all good kids. They're all, all just different. So, yep. Three girls? Dang it. Three girls, yeah. Yep. You get a lot of patience. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank God Coley is into sports. She doesn't have, she's not in, in really, I mean, she likes boys, but she's not interested yet. You know, she's the motocross, basketball, volleyball, and track. So she's all about the sports. It's like, that's my little, my little boy there. So at least I kind of got, I didn't get a boy, but I got one. Yeah. Uh, and Sony does volleyball. Um, she's got a boyfriend now. She's dating a football player. And she asked him the other day, she goes, hey, do you want to meet my dad? He goes, no, your dad scares me. And I'm like, I haven't even met the kid. I've never seen a, you know, show him a picture now. Then <laughs> I don't know what I do to scare the kids. How much money or whatever I have to give you, I'll give it to you. When you meet the kid, you need to have your number one world vet 
coin hanging around, hanging off your neck. <laughs> While cleaning a pistol. Cleaning a pistol. <laughs> yeah. Or a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it yeah, just for you. Yeah. I'll tell my daughter, let me let me know when he, we're going to meet, and I'll, I'll put the Yeah, put on. put it on. See this kid? He'll be so freaking confused. Like, why has he got a first place vets trophy on? You eyeballing me, kid? Yeah. <laughs> see why? this, son? I'll do it without a shirt on, too. The things I, I see my tattoos yeah. that look worse. Just holding on to the metal with your teeth and holding, <laughs> yeah. a, holding a conversation, too. I'll have to have one of my pit bulls with me, too, on a harness. Yeah. Get him all riled up. Get him, get him. You know what I'd do for this first place? Less than I'd do for my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, my God. I will give you a GoPro for that day. Sweet. Yeah, just flick it on when he's coming in. Sweet. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's that's, that's okay. I haven't met him yet. I'm sure he's a good kid. Um, But uh, And then Zoe's just, Zoe, she's not into anything, just school. Focused on school. She'll be out of the house. Well, I'm hoping out of the house in a couple of years, but. She says she wants to do college, so we'll see. But yeah, three girls is intense. You know, I'm tougher than I am, man. I just tell them, I was like, you let me know when these boys want to come over and we'll have a sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> I'm sure they're ready for that. <laughs> you boys want to arm wrestle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what time are you going to have her home? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what brought me out here is the military. Never thought I'd be out here. I didn't even know Mount Rushmore was out here. That's how much I paid attention to school. I was like, Mount Rushmore, what the hell is that? They're like, you know, the presidents? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah that's that, our claim to fame, man. That's, that's all we here. got. Cool. That is all we got. Yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone does when they come here. See Mount Rushmore? Yes. Crazy Horse? Yes. Yeah. I guess you're done. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. You've, <laughs> se- you've seen it all. <laughs> what is a Sioux Falls? <laughs> Don't yeah, worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Remember that big river you crossed to get here? Yeah. After that, you're done. Yeah. How long have you been racing, Sean? Since he was six, he said. No, I've been riding since I was six. Um, racing, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Pay attention, Chris. Read a book. Pay, pay attention. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I started racing in, I want to say, 98 or 99. Sure. Somewhere around there. And I took then, a little bit of break in between. Right. I uh, started off with Hondas, CR250s. Had way more power than I needed. <laughs> Broke a few bones, dislocated a few things. Um. Then went to Korea and came back and uh, tested one of my buddies' uh, 250Fs, the Yamahas, and they said they'd never seen me more comfortable on a bike. And I was like, really? I haven't been on a bike in a year. All right. So what I do when I get here? I bought Kurt, Kelly Kurtz's 426. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was a pig to start. Yeah. Holy crap. Even with the decompression on it. I had one of those. Decompression lever. Yeah, the that's, a, that's a picket that's like um, cracking a safe. That was the only bike I've ever seen with a red choke, too. Yep. Like they have the bright red choke for no reason. Yep. That was a hot start. That was up a, on the lever? Up on the handlebar. That's a hot start. The hot start was up on, but the, on the handlebar. But the choke yeah. by oh, the motor? down on the car, yeah. Still bright red. Yep. Never yep. understood that. Yep. Eh. Those things were tanks. Then Hard to get stuck. People, it's hard to steal, though, because not, not many people know how to start them. Right. Yeah, that was um, that was tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun bike, though, and then I moved on to a couple other Yamahas and then on to KTMs. I don't knock any other any bike though. Really, if you, if you want to ride a banana or you want to ride an orange or a lime or a, an <laughs> apple, you ride whatever the hell you want to ride. Just go ride. Four twenty six is a land yacht. They were heavy. Go, yeah. It goes over nothing, but through everything. I bet you that thing probably weighed two fifty easy. Thing was thick. Dry. Steel frame still. Yeah. That thing was thick. Yeah. 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 
Every time I changed oil on mine, it had metal in the filter. Ooh. Never quit running. <laughs> I never had an issue with the Yamaha. My buddy Nate has, though. Every Yamaha he's had has always had a valve issue or something. I've never had any issues with my Yamahas. The stock out-of-the-crate YZ426 weighs a hefty 400, or 400, 250 pounds. There you go. <laughs> Called it, Mike. Is that dry? <laughs> Is that out-of-the-crate dry? Out-of-the-crate dry, I uh, think. Yes, yep. the oh, they were tanks. That's a yep. thick boy. Yep. So out of I was the crate stock YZ 426 weighs a hefty 250 pounds. Yeah. I was impressed. How much they... does a Suzuki weigh? Uh, Mike, <laughs> probably really close. Move it along, Drew. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. It's gotta a, be super. It's a close. big old banana. I think they're 220 something. 226. No, oh, the they're like is. 243. Nah. Let's guess 236. That's my guess. I'm gonna go 226. I'm going 238. I think it's two. It's definitely over. To Are we doing drier or what? Whatever the Whatever. internet tells us, yeah. it's definitely over two thirty. Yeah, absolutely. You guys talked about that on the last couple. Podcasts. We had a podcast where it was like right when we first got <laughs> the internet Eric, going. When Eric was, yeah, remember I had all those uh, web pages open. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. A whopping two hundred fifty-two pounds with nah, fuel. Two forty-seven is what I got. That's dry. Mine's with fuel. No. Okay, yeah. so three pounds off. Damn, they're really. <laughs> 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 No YZ426. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not any lighter, so it's the same. We're they're just... still one of the best cornering bikes out there, though. They've yeah. been well known for cornering. Unless, unless you ask Chris. Wow, well, I didn't like it. I didn't. I like would one. like to try it again, though. Now that I know a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Much rather one. I think it just mind boggled me so much how much different it was. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this thing doing? Half of it's your fucking bars, dude. Oh my god! Wait, the fuck? Do you have them past the neutral position? Hmm? Do you have them past the neutral? No, position? but I don't have them laying on my lap, so Mike doesn't like them. I don't like that. I did go back to a. Wait, is it considered a negative when you go? No, negative yeah. is when you go forward. No, negative no, is negative backwards. So back. I'm just past, like into the negative, just barely, and I like it so much like better. Almost a negative two. Well, I won't go that at. far. That's where it's at, boys. Yeah. Is two the last number? Yeah, on the bar. Some of them have three, but most of them just have two. You're riding those bars like you did BMX, and your bars fell down. And you're like, oh, you probably have four sharpied in, so you just know where to set them. <laughs> it's completely on the other side. <laughs> yeah, it's on the wrong side of the bar. <laughs> well, I remember when you rode Sarah's bike, you're like, this thing feels so much different. I rode Sarah's bike? When you rode the Kawasaki. Oh, I thought yeah. you met your wife's. I'm no. Like, I don't think so, Gage. No, not my. No. But like, you just remember, I remember you telling me how. Like it, the the power difference in this, the whole field, the whole it was bike. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to kill you. Yeah, you said like how much hit it had off the bottom, and just the whole thing was yeah. wild. All bottom bike. Yeah, scared me. What what bike was that? That was a Honda, wasn't it? That was the new Cowies when they oh. redid it. That was like a tall. Oh. Yeah, nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, something but, about those Jap bikes, though. I can't do the Australian brands. Australia doesn't make one. Austria does. Or Austria, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> On <laughs> fucking kangaroos. <laughs> Those Aussies can't build shit. When I rode Greg's twenty twenty, like how much that had off the bottom, and like you tried to go to wide open, and you just couldn't because the front end picked up. It didn't matter what gear you're in; it just freaking teeter totter. Yeah, yeah. Like the the modulation of the throttle is so quick. Now, I honestly believe that'll be the next big implement into the motocross world. Will be a fly-by-wire. 
I hope not. It's coming. I bet. I, I bet money on it. I what, mean, what is that? So, so instead of having a throttle cable, you'll it'll be fucking Bluetooth throttle. No, it's not Bluetooth. It's just like your well, car. Same thing, dude. Bluetooth. There's no throttle cable. You you you, you turn a you throttle and it's it just tells, a sensor. Yeah, it's a sensor. One sensor tells the other sensor that you're opening your throttle, so you're fucking Wi-Fi in it. There's wires going to it. One tells the computer one thing. The computer tells the servo and the, ser- oh. the servo would open the the butterfly so then that way the nice thing about it is you could implement traction control way better and then you could also um, so you can go step on buffer step off die <laughs> great <laughs> buffer yeah that's exactly what you buffer want. how about <laughs> rah, 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 going through a set of whoops buffering you, <laughs> you are a thousand years old <laughs> yeah you're like yeah, man dude. there's not a cable hook to it i don't want to ride it hey, literally still- every car you see on the road has quote fly by wire on it i mean like dial up still kicking yeah it. yeah <laughs> still no, kicking almost it every here. street bike is fly by wire too but the nice thing is you could change the ratio so that if you wanted to be a trail bike, you could have the ratio really slow. So until you actually get to wide open, like it might actually pause before the butterfly would actually open. Gotcha. Or you could have the one-to-one. like a You can work in your own pauses if you like. That's what, that's what I was talking about earlier. I think before you guys got here, they're doing that now, but with ignition. Yeah. Yeah. Because that thing I was listening to, in GNCC, they have a GPS on their bike. And they have different ignition for every corner of the track. Which is wild. Really? Yeah. Yep. Never heard of and it. it. That's and a it trip. failed for a one guy. One yeah, happened. one guy's GPS fell off and he blew out a corner. Oh, shit. Because, yeah. I mean, I assume if you, however you would prefer it to be mapped, but I would assume like you could just wick it into whatever corner you want and then not have to worry about it. But if you're used to it, like cutting ignition while you're going to this corner and all of a sudden it's not. Yeah. So the GPS cuts it out or... or- Keeps no, it from going they much. have it mapped for every corner. The GPS just keeps track of where the bike's at so it knows what ignition to use for what corner, whether they want to advance it or retard it. See, in Moto America and Moto GP, one. They, they do the same wild. thing. Yeah, that shouldn't be a thing. That should well, be outlawed, honestly. Like, yeah. well, they're you're, like you're taking in the element of the rider out. They're trying point. to. They're trying to take more of the rider out and yeah. get more rider aids so it puts more of an even playing field so you don't have to be as good a rider. That's stupid. Yeah. That's like giving everybody a fucking participation trophy. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's coming. No. I guarantee it's coming. I guarantee it. it's coming. Everybody back on two strokes. <laughs> yeah, that'd right? actually be, if everyone was back on two strokes, it would We're actually talking about, open up the field again. That's probably going to end up. you're going to retire. Yeah, I'll yeah, be done by for, then. For Although, sure. if you could figure out how to throw whips on the two stroke, you'd never go back. Be a lot easier because right? it feels a lot cooler. You when can't stop there. afterwards, but it'd be I sick in the air. Actually, I prefer that. <laughs> no injury. Yeah. I feel like you'd like a two-stroke, Dusty. I don't like the power delivery. That's the only thing I couldn't get you, past. You can fuck with that, too. That's what makes me nice. I haven't gone shit. back to them. I have, like, instant power. That's what I want. Yep. Predictable instant power. You're going to have to give up on the predictability and the instant part. But other than that, <laughs> I won't budge on that. Those two things you really want. <laughs> two-stroke's not super predictable. That's I don't like that. Well, well, Drew, how's your journey been going in the four-stroke world? Loves it. Awesome. Going back to the two-stroke, is it a Hates big problem? It. it sucks in outdoor, but indoor is not bad. Like It's weird going to the two-stroke and then they're not being engine braking, even though I've rode two-stroke for so long. Yeah. Like you cruise and do a turn. It's crazy how easy it is to get used to that engine braking, huh? Yeah. like You don't notice it when you go to the four-stroke at all. No. Like I would coast off of jumps and everything still, but 
So you prefer one one over the other in outdoors and then indoors? I still like the four stroke everywhere, but yeah. it's not as bad switching in indoor sure. as outdoor switching between the two. Sure. We were talking about why well, was. Um I to assume yourself? No, with these guys. I assume <laughs> that's where suspension will end up. If you can map suspension to change, like electronic suspension to a certain part of the track, because that's the big struggle, right? If you set this bike up to do this, you sacrifice this, right? Right. Yeah, give and take for if sure. If you can map it to everything. So if you're going through whoops and then versus like a triple or something. Honestly, hope it doesn't come to that. I It can't. Because, dude, you're eliminating so much of the rider at that point. Like, it's just. Well, you eliminate all everybody that's not a factory rider also. Yeah, for sure. Logan Carr now, I, only fans is cool, but they're not going to give him enough money to have electronically mapped suspension. Right. That's just not going to happen. Good for him, by the way. He's, oh, yeah. he's sick, dude. What an animal. Yeah. yeah. Talk, talk about only like fans, right? Talk about like uh, no one has any excuses. Yeah, right. Like everyone's like, oh, bro, can't get any money. Well, you're not trying hard enough. I, I wonder what he signed that deal for. I would be really curious. I would be too, because they they all make it sound like it was a lot of fucking money. What? Okay, and then I don't know how to say this without being weird. Like I don't know shit about OnlyFans, but Same. like on reels, you'll come across certain reels where the, like chicks are talking about how much money they make in a month and we're talking like three hundred four hundred thousand dollars a month so you got to think only fans as a platform has just got to be a piss load of money yeah so i imagine it was a pretty good deal you don't see a whole lot of advertisement out of those guys so they're probably looking for a decent tax (laughs) write-off and here comes logan car now like hey i've been doing this for a year you guys want to support me uh yeah we fucking do right I don't know. Good for him. What if he has his own semi next year? Just one bike. <laughs> Full semi, one bike. Be odd. There's no more monster girls. <laughs> it's car now, girls. <laughs> so tell me about suspension. Remember I, I told you to remind me about suspension? Oh, yeah. When I was out there, so Cowie had a little booth out there, and they were doing suspension set up for people. You know, like McGrath could come over and talk to him if he had problems. Like a Team Green setup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had a set out there, and I thought it was just kind of what they what they run, just showing you kind of what they run. No, this shit was for sale. It was a twelve thousand dollars setup that they were selling for five grand. It's a pro setup, all done, triple clamp, uh, bearings, all the works, fork shock, the, everything, fork shock, bar mount, everything. It was all there. Five grand. Who and bought it? Nobody. They had five sets. Oh, yeah. And nobody bought a set? No, they were, one of their guys got hurt and it was all his different ones set up for him, but one or two guys. And they, yeah, they were selling them for five grand and they had at least 12 grand invested in each setup. Dang. Holy shit. Can this fit on a KT? (laughs) Can you adapt this please? Right. Yeah. Can you make this work? I can only imagine being able to buy a kit like that at that level for five grand. I mean, I, you know, I can't just throw five grand at, at suspension, but man, to have that, what, what can, you know. Glenn Helen probably would feel pretty good. Yeah, that'd be wild. <laughs> Change the whole track for you. Yeah. It's either that or you hate it. Right. And then, this thing's a brick. <laughs> yeah. yeah probably st- it had all the coatings, everything on it. Huh. It was intense. Well, like even Dustin, Dusty was talking to me today about his setup. He loves it, except it's a little too stiff. On certain parts. On certain parts. But I was like, well, probably for indoor, that's, that's good. You know? But then like out at... Arogis, I'm mm-hmm. sure it just beats you up and it's a little too active, you know. Is it all based off Clint's weight still? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably going to But I, I like it if the track was smooth. Once the track gets beat up, I get beat up kind of thing. That means you have to push faster. It'll, it'll be more plush. 
That's what I've been told. Go faster, Go faster. They say... That's simple, bro. I feel yeah. like that bike could be set up perfect for me. Yeah. It probably is. So Stewart, he they say his suspension was so stiff that anybody that would get on it would absolutely despise it. It was like riding two by fours. Because he he wanted it so stiff that he could go so fast through stuff and it made it feel that plush. So the faster you go, the better it's supposed to feel. I don't want to go that fast. <laughs> I'm supposed we, to throw whips, we, man. We don't throw whips that fast. I don't want to ride it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tone it down a little bit then. Yeah. But what I was trying to explain to him, too, is like, okay, so there's only so much you can do with valving because eventually it's going to feel like it's only you know, like you're dealing with spring only, you know? Right. So it's like a a hard thing because there's only so much you can do with valving where eventually you can take valving kind of out of the equation. Now it's just you're dealing with spring. But there's like, I don't know, there's like can do with both, but some guys like the feeling of valving and some people like the feeling of more spring because like, Chad Reed, listen to some of his stuff. Like he liked springs changes a lot more than valving. Like valving, he thought was yeah. He was all internals. He's yeah. like, yeah, fuck these. Get these springs out of here. <laughs> Add something different. He was yeah. not going to do clicks. Yeah, and Justin clicks. He's like, that's just ridiculous. Where it's like <laughs> change springs because of that. Justin I clicks can, is just ridiculous. See, and I'm I'm weird, dude. I'll fuck with my suspension for a day, two days tops. Once I get it dialed in somewhere, I can handle that bike anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fuck with it when I go ride. Well, a lot of it's predict- predictability and knowing what it's going to do because a lot of racing is, yeah. you know, knowing what it's going to do as you're coming up. When you see something, you're like, okay, I, this is how my suspension should act. If you're messing with it all the time, like, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to do when I get there. You know, it's, it's a kind of ca- caveat right there. So. That's exactly how I am. I like rolled back bars and dead rear ends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking yeah. sign me up, boys. <laughs> I, just, I just want that thing. The only thing I really want out of it is I don't want it to unload. Yeah, like you want it to you be screw, dead. You screw something up, you know, like short something, long something. I do not want that bike to unload me. If it, if I know it's not going to unload, happy. Yep. That's it. That's okay. what I was trying to explain to him, too, is like bottoming out is not a bad thing. As long as it's not bottoming out so hard that like your wrist, like it clacks out your wrist, you know, or it's like painful. Yeah. But you want it balanced. Yeah, it has to be balanced and it has to be because like, well, at one time I had to ride Ezra's bike, and it sprung for Ezra, which is nowhere near where I was weighing at the time, and what he was weighing at the time. So I can ride stuff that's way too soft or way too stiff, but I can't. It has to be balanced front and rear. Yeah. Oh, Sean, pet peeve. <laughs> I, even, I was just looking on my phone at him, because uh, I got that and my tire popper in here. Um Pet peeve, uh, and I and I actually just did this myself today. I I freaking absolutely despise when so road construction it goes down to one lane, and you, everybody moves over so they like to the right lane because the left lane's closed, and you get them assholes that just haul ass up there and move in. And I did that today because I wanted to get home from work and I wanted to get over here tonight. But I I despise. I'm like you assholes. What are you doing? Why are you moving over? Or even I saw it tonight. Kind of goes along with lines that if someone's trying to move over. Don't speed up and, and, and get two cars tonight. Some guy was out of state trying to get off the interstate and he was trying to get some gas or she or whatever. And they had their blinker on and two cars go boom right past them. I'm like, really? Did you really have to do that? Just let them do it over. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple there, but I have a tire barber still too. I really like um, when you're like going to get off on an exit and someone's like riding your ass and then they haul ass around you just to get off on the same exit. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. 
That's you, isn't it, Mike? No, no, no. not at all. That would piss me off, though. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? I do to semis. <laughs> I do to semis, he Cause, says. Because they can stop on a dime. Yeah, right. the guys that take the longest to stop. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. I cut them off all the time. Yeah, they're do, you no, do you notice, well, in Rapid anyway, oh, yeah. this side of South Dakota, yield signs don't mean yield. No, they mean stop for most people. They mean they don't know what the they fuck mean. Is going these, on. these guys are gonna get over and let me in. I'm like, but <laughs> I swear to God, people on on ramps aren't even looking at the interstate. They're just like, <laughs> I'm in it now. On, yeah. on Sean's note, if I'm driving and I'm already say the right lane or the left lane is gonna close and you have to be in the right lane, if I'm already in the right lane and I look in my mirror and I see one fucking asshole hauling ass in the left lane trying to pass everybody to get over at the front of the line. No fucking way am I letting you over in front of me. Not a fucking chance. I will asshole the car in front of me just to fucking make sure you don't squeeze in right yep, in front of me yep. just because you're being a dick about I've it. I've thought about Thank you that. for your service. I thought about <laughs> doing that can. I thought I would be that dick and just pull my truck out because I'm that dually. I'll just pull that bitch out. Yeah. You can just plow me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. My pickup's clapped it. out. I'll <laughs> I'm crushing this bitch in five months. Yeah. You can take it. I want a new one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do watch for that guy in the mirror though all the time. Like, oh, don't even fucking think about it, dude. <laughs> As I'm speeding up already. Yeah. He hasn't even moved over yet. Yeah. You're like, today is not your day. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm that asshole. Well, on, on the interstate and you sit there and, and you know they're, they're they're you're in the left lane and they come around you because you're not going fast enough at doing seven over the speed limit so they want to go around you and there's someone in the right lane i'll speed up and trap them in there and sit there for a while just to be a dick the other thing i know traffic's kind of funny <gasps> traffic's kind of funny when you have a radar detector because you'll be like sitting there chilling 70 you know in the left lane and like i'm trying to get around cars because some dude's Riding my ass in the left lane. I'm like, we're already going 70, but whatever. And then, like, my thing will start bleeping off. So I'm like, brakes move over. And then this asshole's like cruising by. I'm like, oh, buddy. <laughs> it's bad up there. Where's do the cop it. Need do one? it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, go. <laughs> Get behind him and push him further. Every hype on the interstate's just napping or eating donuts, though. Tire poppers. You guys ready? Yeah. I'm going to get you out of here right at 930. Are you? This is gonna be awesome. Mike, Mike was ready an hour ago when he was yawning when I was talking about. He's it. back. Yeah, he got a second win. Yeah, that's some yawning. Like, damn, Mike, that's rude. <laughs> He's like, shit, I'm ready to go. He's like, oh, 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 too. <laughs> Gage. Okay. Whoa. You ready? Yep. Go. So last night I was watching uh, movie um, Fury on Paramount, and about partway through the movie. Everything went off and it went way back to the like restart of the whole thing. I'm like, it just really torqued me off that I had to restart all the things just to get back to watch my movie. I don't know, it's something that pissed me off. You rewatched the beginning? Your VHS skip? <laughs> no, no, it's like, I was, I was watching it. Be kind, rewind. And for whatever reason. <laughs> fucking blockbuster, the tape's busted. And this is like the third, fourth time this has happened. I'm watching a movie and all of a sudden it like, just like exits out of everything. This is a DVD? No. Oh. No, I'm watching it on like you're streaming. streaming it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm streaming it on Paramount. And all of a sudden it's like. He just hasn't updated his phone. Paramount. Right? Honestly, being a dick, I was actually asking like, <laughs> the CD's probably fucked up. Gage. No, no. I watch it on Paramount. Like the skip, Paramount man. Plus, whatever. But all of a sudden, it just like everything shuts off, and I had to like, well, Sarah has it on parental controls or whatever, so I had to like re-enter all the stuff and just to try to get back into it. 
That's weird. I've never had to do that. So, yeah. And we we got rid of Netflix, so we just got like Paramount and uh, a couple other services, but that was just frustrating. Yeah. Mm. I was just like, huh? Yeah, you could skip the movie like to the where you left off, you know. What it brought me back close, you know, like within like ten minutes of where I was. Oh, okay. You just didn't like to redo the whole thing. Well, like, yeah, I had to like reload Paramount and then I had to put in parental controls and then I had to watch the commercials again because mm. it's you know free with the like, free V or whatever. I hear you, Gage. The TV in my room is like special, and it's a Samsung. Like it's an okay TV, I think, but. I'll turn it on. I'll load up the old Peacock so I can watch The Office to go to bed. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Yeah, boy. And uh, <laughs> it's just like I'm not connected to the internet. It freaks out, okay? So then I like go to the internet connection, and I run the test, and it goes, I'm connected to the internet, and then loads Peacock. I'm like, bro, what, ha- what yeah. happened? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Before we get too much further, how stoked is everybody that Peacock yes! yep. has Supercross and Motocross for the next yep. five years? Damn, son. Fuck yes. Damn, son. Damn. Yeah. No more uh, fucking eight subscription. I was, what, $250 deep into watching the Outdoor Motocross series? Whoa. Scooter was pissed, yeah. dude. But it was subscription after subscription after subscription yeah. and fuck around on this website. I think a lot of people got screwed on that last deal this year. Dude, it was bullshit. I was just watching stuff on YouTube for free. Yeah, I, that's what we did. I got screwed on NBC Gold hard. Yep. It never worked for me. Yeah, Peacock was the shit. Though. Mav TV yeah. never worked, and they're you like, get, "You got to buy Flow. You got to buy Flow Plus." Actually, it's on Disney Plus now. <laughs> and you're like, "What?" Dude. <laughs> now we switch it to Mav TV. Like, <laughs> yeah, you could watch everything for fourteen bucks. Did you get the deal they they were doing this year for Peacock? P- it, for it Peacock. was it was a dollar ninety nine for per month. You know, you can keep going for a dollar ninety nine, or you can pay twenty bucks up front for a year. Yeah, for the Peacock thing. Oh, Peacock, yeah. yeah, I did that for Peacock. Because it used to be five bucks. But F- Flow fucked me for $150, <laughs> so I remember <laughs> that one specifically. I was just like, damn. That cost dude, seven dude, yeah, it's that seven, it was, dude, it was like $7 a month or like, oh, what was it for the year? I don't remember. I never got the month option, though. I'm pretty sure it's 150 for the year, though. For yeah, flow. so the month was way cheaper than buying the year at once. Yeah, I know. But I, was, <laughs> I didn't have the option, so I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking bite this bullet, I guess. Damn. Yeah. Thank you, Peacock. I have Peacock Premium. No commercials. Love it. Yep. Wow. So, I didn't go, I didn't go that one. I just did the one with the ads. So totally worth it. it. Yeah. Friggin'. I hate the ads. They're stupid. I do, Tim. First time, Mike? But yep. it's, it's just frustrating that I had to reload all the things just to get back. And I had to do it twice during that movie, which I don't know if you guys watched uh, Fury. Is that the fight movie? It's it's one with the tanks. Oh, yeah. yeah that that's one. a good movie. Yeah, it's a cool movie. I know. like that movie. Chris, one more thing on Peacock. I went to watch a movie on there one time, and I had to watch like 360 seconds of commercials. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get premium, dude. But then the awesome. rest of the movie was good. 360 <laughs> seconds. That's insane. <laughs> it's weird he knows the exact number, too. Yeah. There's like 10 commercials. No, what's 360 that con- What's seconds. that convert to minutes? I don't know. Six. Six minutes. Six times six. Yeah. 36. Yeah. Out of zero. Yeah. That's why I said 36. <laughs> Sean, tire popper. Let me get my timer out. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, go. So I have selling some gear online, and... You know, people calling in or you know, messaging me and saying, 
You know, hey, is this still available? I say yes. So one guy says, "What's your what's your lowest you'll take?" If, no, don't ask me what my lowest is. I'll, I'm not going to tell you that. This is what it's going to be. So we agreed upon the full price because I had someone else in line with him. And then after that guy fell through, he's like, "So what's your lowest price?" Now that it's available, I'm like, "We agreed to full price. That's what you're going to pay." So no, <laughs> don't don't call, ask me what my lowest price is. Yeah, when people ask what you, what's your lowest price, dude, dude, you just hit him back with the. See? You barely made it. Twenty nine point nine two. Oh, why, that's why I'm a champ. <laughs> <laughs> right there, know where the cutoff is. Damn, you had, you had point oh eight to go. Eight tenths of a second, huh? Wow. Eight hundred. Yeah. Every, yeah. Well, I, I went a little too far. Into it, I saw. Uh, I hate that. I saw a screenshot of a guy selling a bike, and that's what they asked him. They're like, "What's the lowest you'll go?" And he said. I don't know, two miles an hour. Anything right. slower than that, you'll tip over. <laughs> Drew. I ain't got nothing. I'm just a happy camper. He's quiet tonight. Yeah. Come on, Drew. You gotta have one thing that like irks you or something like this. Christian Craig oh. crying. Grind your gears. Oh yeah, you were complaining about Christian Craig crying. He's just he the baby. And how much Adam wrecks. What? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So I like Adam. <laughs> Dusty? Um, I'd have to say, you start? Oh, yes, sorry, sorry. Go. All right. Uh, it's the traffic flow, how the engineers designed the, the streets here with the amount of people coming in. It just does not jive. Um, we're building the roundabout thingy by does, lacrosse. Boy, doesn't are help, those fucking Doesn't help stupid. Omaha, does it? <laughs> no. Gillette, uh, is it not Gillette, but, uh. Spearfish has a roundabout by common sense now. Fucked. I get confused. What we got so going bad. on here, though, they have one down in, in Wyoming. Isn't that in Cheyenne? Cheyenne. Yeah, in Cheyenne. It like works. Oh, where you go the wrong way on yeah. the bridge? Yeah, that's kind of what we're going to have. It, it works. Oh, that's but, what we're building over there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not even yeah. that busy of a street, is it? No. Lacrosse? No. It that is right now with right that I think Fifth Street's busier than Lacrosse is. I was yeah. pissed you can't, get, you can't get on the interstate going west. I came out of Walmart. I got some light bulbs from oh. I went to get on. I said, what the? I had to go all the way around by Lowe's. Get back going on, on <laughs> hands. I was pissed. I hate yeah. that because that route, that's where I drive home every day. So they put a stoplight by that Lowe's. It's been there for like two years now. Yep. You should just be able to blow by it, but no, yep. hit the red light every now time. It's, now it's a light now. Yep. <sighs> See, that could have been it right there. There it is. That was 10 seconds. Whoop, there you it stole is. it, though. It doesn't count. I don't Ready, Mike? Yeah. Go. I'm fucking sick of being cold, dude. The wind and the temperatures the last oh, three days. Shit, this is gonna be a giant learning. I don't know what I did, bro. I said it on every button. My bad. <laughs> Works, dude. Hit the timer. Call it a day. <laughs> a the timer go, left. Man. I freaked out. It counts. <laughs> Got a lot of cold days ahead of you, Mike. Yeah, it just started, Mike. I hate it, dude. I'm not built for winter. It got cold fast. Yeah, it's super nine sucks. degrees I, this morning. I hope we have work. a gnarly winter for all these transplants that just moved in here. Yep. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm over winter. Bring back summer. Yeah, make summer great again. Summer can fuck off too with the hundred degree weather. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't mind sweating one bit. I nope. fucking hate shivering. Though. I'm over it. I'd it's rather not- race in 120 degrees than 20. And I sweat like I get paid to on scooter. Like I, <laughs> I sweat profusely. All you the sweat time. like you get paid. <laughs> it is incredible how much I can sweat. But I'd rather do that than shiver one time. I fucking hate shivering. Yeah. I hate how much wind is in the wintertime. I can handle a lot of cold if the wind's not blowing. Yeah. But 
Today was not bad at all because the wind wasn't blowing. No, but like it was handleable. Thirty with the wind blowing, I am crabby. Yeah, same. Last Instant. weekend was nice in California. <laughs> Seventy-seven mm. degrees. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty nice. I don't have a button for that. Chris? Yeah, I'm ready. What bugs you? Um, no timer. Cool. Sick. No, I got a timer going. You do? Or tell play. me when. Okay. Oh, I have a question first. Did our weed thing not pass, right? No. Nope. Got voted down? Yeah, yep. I, don't, I don't think so, yeah. Okay. Yep, got voted down. Okay, I'm ready. It's rigged. Go. Um, some of the commercials, the anti-weed commercials on the radio... I don't know. It didn't make me bad, but I was laughing my ass off. Like how your house insurance is going to go up because pot smokers are going to break into your house and steal all your shit. <laughs> that was it. There was a couple, dude. It was like, your car insurance is going to go up because people are driving high and causing accidents. Your house insurance is going to go through the roof because people who bu- smoke weed are going to break into your house and steal their stuff to feed your addiction. It is a gateway drug. Keep South Dakota safe. Vote no. I'm like, what the fuck? Keep your kids safe. Keep South Dakota safe. 27 seconds, you're in. We went from, yeah, meth, we're on it. Yeah, yeah, these fucking potheads will break into your shit. You know, I don't even think that we actually came up for that. That, you know, that meth, we're on it shit. When Chris and my coworker Chris and I are down in Shadron working, we get the, the news will be like uh, Colorado, and it says uh, news at seven or news thirty one. We're on it, and I guarantee you that news channel, that news station has been going lo- longer than this bullshit here. So we stole that. We shit stole it. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> meth, we're on it. Yeah. I thought they were funny. Sounded like a ninety year old dude made it up. <laughs> hold, hold on, scooter. Scooter's got one. She's gonna get it. You got to. I already said that you're. Scoots, you're up. Just do it, Scoots. You got it. So the ladies at the salon were all saying that the drug cartel was coming to Belfouche, you know, if marijuana passed. And was like, oh, my sweet. <laughs> <laughs> They're all afraid of the drug cartel. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of Chicago has moved to South Dakota because <laughs> yeah. weed's legal now, so <laughs> yeah. let's bring them all. Like we made heroin and cocaine legal along with it. Yeah. yeah. It's just dumb. Denver, Denver's over here passing psychedelics and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no problem, boys. We're like, we are scared of weed. And, like, even if it was legal, like, I'm not real interested. But my opinion is you could treat it just like alcohol. They do. Right. Yep. So we need to figure out some version of a breathalyzer for that, I think, is probably one of the only obstacles. Yep. And the second thing is if you make it legal, because a big thing with weed when people buy it illegally, you don't know where it's coming from or what's in it. My like, thing is when people are buying weed illegally, that's when they're getting um, subjected to these other drugs to where you could consider marijuana a gateway drug, right? So, like, your regular drug dealer isn't just interested in you in, in you buying some weed, but they want to sell you some other stuff with it, right? Like, so that's where you get your gateway drug part. But if you could just go down to your goddamn gas station and buy a little weed, move it along, yeah, it'd be fine. My point is, like, if you bought some shit that didn't come from, like, a store or whatever, you know, like, what if it's laced with fentanyl Yeah, and you're dead? Yeah, you like, have no the, idea. Like, the amount of fentanyl it takes to kill you is nothing. It's like, yeah. right. So if you want to keep South Dakota safe, they're going to smoke it anyway. You might as well have it, like, so everybody knows where it's coming from and it's safe. But that's my opinion. Your opinion is valid. It was 28 seconds. I counted the whole time. Appreciate it. Gage, what did you learn? 
Uh, I learned that there's a lot of guys going to be going to California next year around this time. Hell yeah. Sean, what'd you learn? Uh, then my voice sounds really weird through the microphone. That's everybody. <laughs> you sound good. You sound That's good. That's everybody's voice. Yeah, you it sounds weird voice. to me, but yeah, everybody hates their own voice. Yeah, I don't mm. like it, but like you, Mike sounds normal to me. Everybody else sounds normal. But I listen to it. So when I hear mine, I'm like, that sound nasally. We all hate no, our own. You, yeah. you got but a good, that, good radio voice. That's sure. how Thanks, I feel when sure. I hear myself. But yeah, you have a good voice, Sean. Thanks. Yeah. When I talk, maybe one day I'll get on the microphone with you guys. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when I talk, I feel like I have a lisp in a microphone, but mm. I don't. No. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got something else. Dusty doesn't want to go fast on his gas gas. That's right. He wants to just throw whips. How's that? <laughs> you just learning that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wondered. No. Mm. Uh, Mike, what'd you learn? Uh, Sean Diom is from California, and Scotty Nelson's from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Nice. Dusty, what'd you learn? I was gonna say that he's from the same hometown, Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Oh. We have three California babies in here because Scooter's from California too. California, yeah. That should have been our intro. Yeah, should have been. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Tough. Let's start over. A little too pop. <laughs> Restart. Um, I don't know what I learned. Come on, Chris. What did you learn? Come on now. Mm. You had to learn something like something more like, oh, that was. Some about any of the racers down there in California? I learned the majority of us would rather buy a stock bike for uh, over twice the price of a Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's out. <laughs> Mike, thanks for coming. Yeah, Dusty, thank you for coming. Uh-huh. Gage, thank you for coming. Absolutely. John, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. You're welcome. We will catch you guys on... Oh, thank you to MX Connection. Gold Standard Cabinetry, Wassie Customs, Cobra Town, Toros Motorsports, Jonah Kelly, Static Collective, Wide Open Brew Deadwood All In, 4GMX, and Photos by Mina. We will catch you on 32. Troy Berry on this next one, right? I heard he's coming. Troy Berry will be on 32. Especially nice. after that 300 gas gas. For sure. We got to oh, talk wait. about that. Wait, was it gas gas or is it a... KTM? KTM. KTM? Okay. Yeah. 300 KTM. All right. All right. Catch Troy Berry on 32. Later. Catch you later.